This is the Dealing Seconds podcast with your Cards and Beards crew. I'm Chris. And I'm Danny. Danny, we have a special guest today. I think most people know him in this community. What do you think? No, I think nobody knows who this guy is. Not one bit. Not one no. bit. No, he's yeah, not famous. Yeah. He's not special. You know, he doesn't have a <laughs> card company that is like one of the best in the world, best delivery services ever, you know, the green bubble wrap and all. Nobody knows him. Nobody cares. You know. And who, and who would that be? That would be the one and only Mr. Henry from SoCalPlayingCards.com. Yeah. Welcome, Henry. I yeah. Don't have my card. Roaring applause. Roaring applause. How's it going, Henry? Good. Thanks for having me, guys. Appreciate no, it. Thank you. Thank you. Well, how you been, Henry, first and foremost? How's everything been with you? Been good. Just uh, busy. Um, we recently had a, we had a site update where not just not only do we have everything that we have on hand here inventory wise, but we were able to tap into Murphy's magic entire inventory, at least from, you know, playing cards are concerned. So it was a massive update, kind of a blessing in disguise because we actually hired a, another designer to work on a website and they just kind of went dark on us for a while. So instead of being in limbo for a bit, we poked around Murphy's magic and saw the downloads that they had. And we were able to figure out a way that, we could update the site in the same fashion we were going to have the new website. So uh, the big benefit is we don't have to change the auction web address. We don't have to learn any new systems or programs. It's what we've already been working with anyway, but now we have a little bit more to offer. So that's been keeping us really, really busy over the past few weeks. Uh, and then on top of that, uh, my work has been sending me to different locations. I was in San Diego a couple weeks ago, was in Tucson last week. So it's uh, it's just busy all the time, really. I can imagine so, all that time being just so, uh, so nonstop how, on the road. Yeah. So how, how does how does that work? So are you tapped straight into Murphy's Magic like directly to their inventory? No, I wish it was that simple. Uh, it's if anything, it's more of a, a, a CSV download. Um, mm. constantly just to make sure that all the inventories are correct because the last thing we'd want is for somebody to buy something and find out, well, Murphy doesn't have it anymore. Yeah. So yeah. the the initial setup, um, well, let me let me backtrack. The, the, just the updating is relatively easy. It was the initial setup that was a nightmare because <laughs> there's no way to easily separate, separate out from the beginning, you know, what's playing cards, what's a DVD, what's a magic mm. book, what's, you know, squishy balls or cups or whatever. So you literally have to uh, download everything and then delete what you don't want. And then you could just keep updating, you know, whatever is left over. Um, so the initial setup after a couple of mistakes, uh, because <laughs> what I did was I loaded everything and then you got to go through and delete what you don't want. Hmm. And what I did was accidentally uploaded the entire file again. So... <laughs> But the, the whole thing, you know, so Jeez. it ended up being where I download and Murphy's has, I think right now they have 1,400 decks of cards, but cards, I think if you only collect playing cards, you don't realize Murphy's Magic probably has uh, 10 times the amount of product dedicated solely towards magic. So right. it took 18 hours for the upload to complete. Really? <laughs> I figured Murphy's would have more decks than just a thousand. That's that seems really low to me. Um, just on hand now. I mean, okay. if you look through, you know, however they've been in business, I'm sure there's yeah. a bunch of stuff that's been sold out. But as far as on hand with Magic compared to decks, 
it's probably 10 times more magic stuff than just playing cards alone. See, and I so, bet you people don't even know that because I, I didn't even realize that, but it makes sense. No. I had I no idea it. until I started up, started doing the import and thinking, oh, I'll just you know, grab a beer and I come back. And 18 hours later, I got the notification, it's done. I'm like, you've got to be freaking kidding me. <laughs> <laughs> what, a, what a nightmare. And then you had to undo all of that. And then, so now we have it where it's a, a simple, you know, download spreadsheet, get rid of all that stuff and upload. But the, the original setup uh, in order to do that was, a tremendous headache to put it lightly. I could, I could only imagine. I mean, I do that even with my business. I work in the wine business, so a lot of times I actually, like you have to download a CSV file with mm -hmm. all the information and then adjust it and then re-upload it. But then again, if there's stuff that I forgot to delete or take out or you know adjust, all of a sudden I'm like, oh my God, I just uploaded double amount and now I have to go back yeah. and manually delete everything from the site. I'm like, oh my God, that just hurts all yeah. the time wasted. I'm just like, oh. But well, seriously, when you posted that thing on your website, oh, we will be back. I was literally shitting in my pants. Like, no! <laughs> I was like, we, no! Got a, we got a few messages like, what's going on? What's happening? I know some people knew that we were going to look at changing websites, but uh, because, again, the developer kind of went dark on us for a little bit, uh, the whole Friday, Friday I took off. The last, the most recent Friday I had off. And I basically spent that entire day just going through all of the playing cards and changing the vendor because hmm. for some reason the vendor on the Murphy's Magic spreadsheet is just Murphy's Magic. So it's literally 1,400 entries that all say Murphy's Magic. So you gotta go in there each and every one. Well, this is Art of Play, this one's Luke Wakey Design, oh, this one's man. Dave, this one's, you know, this is the blah, 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 blah. And there's a lot of companies that only put it like one or two decks. So you gotta go through those. And I'm not just gonna say, well, screw it. Cause you know, my OCD, I have to have the right name for whoever put out that deck. <laughs> Yeah, you better have so, my name on the freshman year. So, you know, they I did. Yeah. And that's sophomore. Danny, and I, that's sophomore. exactly what happened. That, we mm -hmm. did that. It was Danny Carey. Nope. Oh, no, right. Yeah. So, yeah. Sophomores were mailed to Murphy's today. So. Oh, cool. Yeah. And then yeah, so soon... it's just yeah, going through it, you know, manually line by line by line. Luckily, you know, if you collect enough and you, you know, you have store, know. you kind of know who's what. But then there's this oddball deck like, who the hell put this thing out? You're Googling the name of the deck and trying to find out who the who put it out. And it's just. You know, you find it on Kickstarter, the one lone deck that they put out with like 24 backers and that was it. But <laughs> it's, it all has to be accurate because it's bound to happen where some wants that deck. Yeah. yeah. It, so, it so, so, sorry, Chris. Uh, so how, so if I order a deck that you don't have, that Murphy's Magic has, it's got to get shipped to you and then you to me? We thought about that for a while because the last thing we'd want is for someone to wait excessively for their order. But... Um, what we did, we, we put out a survey. It was a Google form that we sent out to about, I think it was about 136 different people uh, that responded. And, you know, we threw out different questions. What's most important when you're buying a deck of cards from a store? Or what's more, mm -hmm. most important yeah, I remember store that. in general? Um, I mean, is, it, is it price of the decks? Is it selection? Is it shipping speed? Is it how we pack the order? And I was surprised to find out that the lowest rated item was shipping speed they put more concern or it was a higher rating towards pricing and selection um so knowing that the the vast majority of the respondents rated shipping speed last essentially mm -hmm. it it put it put us more at ease as far as decision we wanted to go because we wanted to have a system where we weren't manually updating every single deck that murphy's puts out every single day because that's 
that's really, really time consuming. And somebody orders and we sell out and we got to get more. And it's always a constant, you know, individual update within the system. Mm-hmm. Now it just allows us to run a CSV and upload it. And it only takes me maybe two and a half minutes, three minutes tops to do an update uh, rather than, and that's how long it would take me to update, you know, two or three decks. At, okay. You know, so okay. in, in some days Murphy's has a, you know, day where they will add like nine or 10 decks in one shot. I mean, that gets time consuming and then the, the manual ordering and adding back in the site. So if anything, it's just going to give us more time to concentrate on other areas of the store. I know the fulfillment aspect has been growing quite a bit. Um, we mm-hmm. have a couple, we have about, I think, four or five Kickstarter projects that we have scheduled down the road. And we have on, we have one ongoing fulfillment, uh, which is expected to run through at least the middle of next year, if I understand it correctly. Wow, Jeez. nice. Yeah, well, I, I do know as someone who's put out decks before, I've done the gambler's route for the fulfillment. I mm-hmm. did myself as a fulfillment. Um, having someone like you is definitely uh, a nice thing, a nice option, because I know I'm going to, if my project funds, I'm going to, I'm going to use you, but like just know and just knowing how well you guys pack your stuff. Mm-hmm. Cause it's, I mean, you're, you know, you're known for that. You're known for your packaging uh, and how you guys actually care. <laughs> and not <laughs> when I get this, not when I get this first hollow deck and it came in a bubble mailer from art. Oh God. <laughs> and that's the thing that, you know, we've said this before, but not as a retailer, but as a collector, I mean, we hate getting stuff like that. I and mean, when it shows yeah. up in a bubble, a bubble mailer as a collector, I mean, come on, that, that's not how I would want to receive a deck. And I'm sure I'm not the, I'm not the, uh, the odd man out when it comes to collecting. And if I see a bubble mailer, I'm like, no, this is not good. But if I see it in a box, then, hey, that's going to be great. And then let alone in a DS1 in a box with a nice little cushion of bubble wrap, as a collector, that, that's why we started packing like that, because it became the question, if I were to order something and I had it delivered, if I had to choose the way I would want something delivered, what would that look like? And that's basically what we did for the store. It makes complete sense. I mean, honestly, I've had, like Danny said, packages come from Art of Play and other people as well, and they just come in bubble mailers. And next thing you know, they come dinged and everything like that. And we all spend our hard-earned money to actually you know, buy these decks. Sure. And and you know these are just our collector our collectible items, and we want them to be to come in pristine condition. So like for me, Percy, I know when I order from you, Henry, I know I'm going to have that deck in pristine order. It's going to come in perfectly all the time, and that's why I think a lot of people in this community just go to you always because they trust you, they trust your packaging skills, and they trust the fact that they're they're going to get what they pay for. I mean, the the fact that there's a lot of stores right now, and that's not lost on us. And the we see a lot of repeat customers, which is really, it's humbling to know that not only would someone come to our store, spend their hard-earned money on our site, but then to do it again and again and again. And let's be frank, some of the decks that are available out there, they're not cheap. <laughs> they're not cheap yeah. at all. No. So when someone spends, you know, anywhere between... Well, it, actually, it really doesn't even matter how much it, it spends because it's all relative. I mean, 25 bucks for someone is, is, a, is a lot of money. And so if it doesn't matter if a deck is $10, $100, or $250, it has to be packed the right way. The fact that you, know, you can't say, well, this deck only costs $5. So we're going to pack it like hell. No, yeah. it doesn't matter. We, the same way we pack a $300 deck is essentially the same way we pack 
you know, a random pack of rider back bicycles. It's, it's irrelevant what the debt costs. It's about getting it to the collector's hands in the best shape possible. Yeah. And I truly appreciate it myself. I could probably speak for everybody in the community and we all appreciate it. Um, and so, um, you've been doing the store how long now? Three years? It's going to be three years in June. Wow. I remember, I remember when I came, I I started this community in the community in like 2017, late, late, late. And I I met Lou and then I remember seeing you, I don't know how I came across you and I bought something on your Instagram live (laughs) back when you did those sales. Um, Man, you've come a long way. <laughs> well, that's that's why we. You know, the funny thing is, we didn't want. We really did not want to open a store. Um, I have one friend in particular who kept on pushing. You need to open a storefront. Do a storefront. Do a storefront. I'm like, no, it, it's not going to happen. I can't see why we would have the bird to do that. You know? Do you know how many supplies you would need? <laughs> and um, but it got too cumbersome, and we were doing very well on Instagram, but it got hard to track. And we were getting messages all day long, and then it got to the point where people were, you know, basically cursing me, saying, I sent you a message, and what happened? You were supposed to sell to me. I'm like, well, quite frankly, I, I lost that message. We were just getting so many messages. It was nearly impossible to keep track, and eBay is not really a good option because the fees are just ridiculous. Oh, yeah, they're mm-hmm. even worse um, now. <laughs> yeah, it, it's terrible. So I finally caved, and I told my friend, I think we need to – probably look at a store not because we want to have a store but just more from an organizational standpoint because it just got too hard to keep track of people's messages on instagram and people were saying well, what well how'd you forget about me i'm like it's simple i just didn't forget i just can't find you you know you're you're yeah. buried amongst like 30 40 50 messages and it was just getting impossible to keep track of okay this person wants this this person wants that on top of a day job so that's kind of why we opened the store because then people send me messages, and I'd be able to say, SoCalPlaneCards.com. <laughs> there <it is. laughs> Go there. You'll find whatever you need. Buy it. You're going to get it. You know. <laughs> so that's the, if, once we opened the store, it became relatively easy because there's a paper trail. There's, here's, your, mm-hmm. here's the order. Here's what they ordered. Uh, it's going to go to this address. And I set a tracking information. It's all automatic. So after that, it became pretty easy and then after that it just the unexpected kind of happened with the uh, the tremendous amount of growth that we had yeah yeah and how's mrs cortez doing with the whole the fact that you were go- you were gonna close the shop and now you're not really closing the shop and you guys are going to film it i think she likes the idea that we kept it open um she's noted on several occasions that i always have to be doing something so even though I, you know, go to work, come home, have dinner, and then kind of get on the store, it's probably a better thing than just me having enormous amounts of time to do probably something not so constructive. Like like <laughs> buying more bases to put on the wall behind like you. Buying more bases, <laughs> yep. drinking, drinking way too much beer, you know. So the fact that I have something to do, uh, I think she likes it in the long run because I'm occupied. I'm doing something. I'm, I'm, I'm busy. I'm, I'm, I always have to be doing something. So I think she'd much rather me, you know, attend to the store than doing something that's, you know, definitely a little more uh, self-destructive, I guess. <laughs> I mean, well, no, makes sense. let's face it. I mean, I've been prone to do that from time to time. <laughs> I mean, we all have, we all Not have. Sure. I mean, hell, I personally, I work in the wine business. And for me, it's like, I drink every day at work. I taste wines every single day I'm at work. And I actually told myself I will not be drinking when I come home. So I actually, I have behind me a 
whole rack full of wine. I have a liquor cabinet and I never touch it unless, you know, unless I have someone over a friend or my girlfriend over and I'm sure. cooking dinner or having a you know social gathering then. But otherwise, I'm like, eh. I mean, there are other vices. So now it's more cards and podcasting now and buying yeah. more podcasting equipment, as probably <laughs> Dan could tell you that I've went a little bit overboard. Um, but, He's dropping you know, King's Wild money on his equipment. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Hey, it could be worse. I could be like buying season tickets to baseball games to the Yankees, and I really didn't do that. Oh, God, the Yankees. It, see, so I, Henry, Henry is a huge Dodger fan. I'm yeah. an Oakland A's fan, and I know there's one thing we can come together on is that the Yankees can go to hell. That and the Giants. Oh, hey. definitely the Giants. Oh, the Giants. No, definitely no, the, Giants. the Giants. No, the Giants for sure. Giants <laughs> yeah. for sure. No. no, Yankees, no. Giants, yeah, they can go. Yeah. They can really go. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I haven't I, – funny enough is I have not watched one single baseball game at all this season yet. Just because uh, – I watch them all. I I've watched – yeah, I was going to say I've, I've watched enough for you. Don't worry. <laughs> <laughs> I don't – it's on, I'm watching it. I don't have TV. I only have streaming services, and I barely have many of them. I mostly YouTube or you know Disney Plus or Netflix, and that's it. Um, but otherwise, I'm literally on my playing games on my computer at work. So I'm just like, no time. I, I've I've got yeah. T-Mobile, so they give you that uh, the MLB app for free every year. So uh, to change, lucky, <laughs> lucky, yeah. So ba- baseball twenty four seven. Yeah. So. Um, and then you get a VPN, so then I can watch local games. So I'm covered. Ah, uh, smart. Yeah. Lucky. Yeah. There you go. Lucky. I don't have cable, so. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. I've learned. I learned when I moved into this apartment. I'm like, you know what? I'm not gonna have any cable TV. I'd rather just do internet services, and yeah. you know, I don't watch much TV as is anyway. So. I'll just do that, and uh, like like a true New Yorker, you know, we have multiple people's different logins. You know, I have, you know, I have my I have my girlfriend's Netflix. I have my best friend's HBO Max. I have my own Disney Plus. You nice. know, you you use other people's instead of your own. We don't condone that here at Cards and Beards. That would be wrong. Yes. Yeah. Get your own damn sorry. passwords. <laughs> yes. Yes. Family only. Family only. Yes. It should be only with family. But Henry, also, FYI, congratulations on an amazing Discord. Oh that, yeah, that, that was that, a huge thing. That Discord is blowing up. It is amazing. <laughs> it was funny because somebody three weeks ago, I, I couldn't even tell you who it was. They said um, their exact words were uh, via the message, "You need a Discord server," and I said, "What? No, <laughs> what, how, no, no, no. It's no. We're, I haven't even you know. No, it's not going to happen. We're not going to have a Discord server." And um, the response was, "Well, why not? Art of Play has a Discord server," and I said, "Well, first of all." Art of Play has like a team of people. They probably hired someone just to handle their Discord yeah, server. Yeah, most, most people that's do. That's not going to be me. I, I have, I could barely, I, I don't even have a login or anything. So literally like two weeks later, Max came up to me and said, we need a Discord server. I'm like, that's all you, buddy. That's all <laughs> you. If you, want, if you want to do that, I have no problem with it, but you're going to have to do the setup. You're going to have to help me monitor it because... I just don't, one, I don't have the time, and two, that's not my area of expertise, <laughs> per se. Yeah. So uh, yeah. I said, okay, cool. So he started doing it, and uh, my daughter, was she's on Discord quite a bit, so she even uh, helped out with a lot of um, you know, the setup. And I think it was not even a full day, and they came up to me and said, this thing's ready to roll. Uh, already? <laughs> Kids. 
and 24 hours later, I think we had 130 members or something. So the yeah. feedback has been really, really positive, but that's, that's all my kids right there. Because if you ask me to set up a discord server, I probably still be trying to figure out my login information. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I'm right there with you, man. I, 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 I don't know. I, I think I know what it is, but I have no clue what it is. So, I mean, yeah. <laughs> Thank you kids. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> From what I understand, they did a phenomenal job. <laughs> they, really, they really have. I mean, I use Discord. I'm not the biggest on Discord, but I do use it a lot. Um, and your kids knocked it out of the park with that one. Yeah, I mean, they did a good job. And it's funny because I, I go in every now and then. And um, that's the cool thing is that, you know, obviously it's a SoCal playing cards Discord server. So I got to be on it. But it's not it's not where I feel like I have to just to say that, well, it's my time on it. it. The interaction that some of the people have engaged in yep. is actually pretty damn cool. I had a conversation with somebody over, you know, probably a good two, three hours, just, you know, playing cards and what I thought about this and opinions on that. Um, I know a couple other recent controversial topics that came up. I know that was a big point of discussion. <laughs> I mean, we talked discovered I, quite a bit. <laughs> I don't know. So, yeah, it's not just, no, it, it wasn't just, yeah, <laughs> it wasn't just, you know, me trying to say, Hey guys, sup? See ya. Bye. You know, it was actually, yeah. you know, it was a worthwhile discussions that were taking place. Yeah, Discord I think is a, is a great community building tool where it allows people who know like SoCal allows people to come together and actually have conversations and actually be able to build a community. You know, hopefully for the better, for more positive things than negative. Um, granted, there are a lot of negative topics that will be you know the sounding board that people want to talk about and usually people oh, sure. on discord will talk about it or you know danny and i talk about it on episode seven hint hint um <laughs> of this podcast sick plug um <laughs> I'm, I'm so sick of talking about opc that's like, yeah that's, that's... yeah um, we, we said it not you henry don't worry yeah. um <laughs> but yeah it's like i think discord is a great idea i think it's a great tool and you know i have it for different servers like i'm a nerd i play magic the gathering so I have a Magic the Gathering Discord server that I'm, you know, I follow and I'm a part of, and I have a lot of friends on there that I'll play Magic the Gathering with, um, and it's, you know, it's great because then you could talk to other people, not even just about Magic, but just be like, hey, how are you? You know, good morning, or right. you just have other conversations besides that, and then you just build communication, build relationships and friendships, you know, that go past one specific thing, whether it be playing cards or a card game or something else. You know, that's the beauty of the internet nowadays. I mean, back in the day, you have to pick up a phone and call someone. Yep. And hopefully you remember their phone number. Remember, remember that True. phone on the wall. Yep. It can't the be on the phone at the same time as the internet. Spiral cord and then that thing always getting caught up. <laughs> or then you go around the corner to the other room and you let it go. And all of a sudden the whole spiral cord comes back. And then yep. it's a, it takes about a half hour to uncoil that thing. <laughs> and then when you finally uncoil it, you go back out to the other room and you go back and it's cold up again. Yeah. Or the rotary you, you ever get it all, all tangled up and you pull it and it snaps and you're like hitting yeah. yourself? Oh, in yeah. Face oh, all oh, the yeah. time. All the time. You have to. You have and to. It, all the time. And oh, then yeah. you, hear, you hear someone like breathing and you're like, Mom, get off the line. Quit <laughs> listening. <laughs> or better yet, back in the day when internet was first, first around, we had AOL. All of a sudden yeah. you hear, and all of a sudden your mother, yeah. And all of a sudden the parents would be like, Kid, get off the f internet. I need to use the phone. Yep. Yeah. Funny, Brent and I were just talking about that. Where now we don't even have a phone in the house, and we're so dependent on cell, cell phones. phones. We, we just don't have one. But yeah. you think back to where you were. Do you remember Napster? Did you get an old Napster? Oh my god! Oh, yeah. oh my god! Yes. To download like one song over the period of a night time, you're like, yes. 
<laughs> and, and, you, and you, you hope it's the right one, and yeah, you right. hope you got a good file. <laughs> not the remix or the live version. Or like, yeah. no, no, you're tri- you down the wrong way. It, it, two or three, if you get like two or three songs a night, that's a good night there on Napster. Yeah. Yep, yep. And then pray to God you can actually get it onto a CD and burn it onto a CD. Yep. Oh, without it skipping. And all. <laughs> without it skipping, and then all of a sudden you're walking. Get- Kids today don't know the struggle we all had to no, go through. No, I, I thought I was su- I thought I was such a badass because when I bought my first computer, I was able to buy one of those ones that had the two the two drives, so it would yes. read and then burn yes. at the same time. Oh, I was yes. balling with all the hey, CDs. Hey, I had I used to have I used to have the old compact computers. The oh yeah, old, I, remember, I think wow. we still have one somewhere. The one with the, the one with the, the speakers on the side of the monitor, where you yes. hook them up to the side of the monitors, so it looks yep. like your your monitor has ears. So yeah, that was my computer. That was my. I, I even remember going to school when I was in high school. We had computer class, and we had to save everything on floppy disks. Yep. Yes. Like oh my god, like really? Um, and now looking back, we're like, oh right, there's floppy disks, and nowadays computers, cassette tapes. Remember cassettes? Oh my god! Oh, it's so cool. It's blue. I mean, dude, I still have this from freaking '94. Oh, what the hell? Have yeah. you ever seen Have you ever seen the the funny um, video about a parent giving their now I would say about twelve year old kids a cassette tape and a tape player? They're like, here, play this, and they don't know what the hell they're doing. <laughs> and no, no, but then they actually figure it out. She hits play, so it starts playing. It finishes the cassette. They're like, oh man, it finished. She's like, hold on, takes the cassette, flips it over, puts it back in. <laughs> they're like, mind blown. Like, yeah. wow, the struggle yeah. we had, and then all of a sudden, when it had to, un- when you unwound the whole thing with the pencil, had to yep. go back and, yeah, yeah, we all did that. Or better yet, better yet, having a two cassette radio and going and listening to the radio, and all of a sudden, when some a song comes on, you want to hit record, record. but you got to make sure you hit the right one because there's two cassettes, two different mixtapes, yep. and then you pray to God the DJ doesn't talk while the song is going on. Oh yeah, man. Those were the days. Oh, kids! <laughs> kids don't know the struggle. Oh no, they don't. And now know you the download. Sh- you get down an entire album. What thirty seconds? Yep. <laughs> yep. Yep. I mean, do do we even call it albums now? No, 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 no. They do. No, oh, yeah. They, they do. Oh, I'm... you should do yourself a service and listen to a whole album when an artist comes out with one. Okay, come on now. I don't listen. I think to that's music. where music has changed. I, that's, yeah. I think that's a big change. Where you know, it used to be kind of focused on the album in its entirety, but I think with the whole uh, advent of iTunes and, you know, all the other music services, I think people are more focused on just a single. Yep. Yeah. Maybe a couple of singles. No one, I don't think, for the most part, people really listen to albums, you know, start to finish. I still do, depending on the yeah, artist. So I. But yeah. I think in general, I think some people are like bits and pieces. Mm-hmm. So like what they do, like they do now. Uh, let's say I have an album coming out in two months. Well, every week I'm going to release a song from it, so it kind of keeps them relevant because yeah, attention spans and everything. So by the time the album releases, well, they've already released half the album. Yeah, you yeah. know, yeah. Even crazier, like with music for me, like I'm an old school classic rock guy, or you know, I'm I'm a big fan of Queen. That's one of my favorite bands of all, all right. time. Freddie Mercury is my favorite singer of all time. So I will listen to, that's one of the very few um, artists I will actually listen to whole albums of. Otherwise it's like, eh. But now it's experience. Yes. It's a hundred percent of an experience. Yeah. It's, yeah. it's, they, it's like back then they actually played instruments, wrote their own songs and did everything live versus nowadays everything is synthesized and you know they have teams of writers and it's like they're, you know, sound biting off other people and you're like, really, this is not, the way I personally think music should be, should be, you know, unique or coming from you or you create it. 
And I'm just like, I think a lot of artists nowadays, for music anyway, um, have lost that. Oh, yeah. I think the industry has definitely changed. Um, I think the, I've always called the force feeding of certain types of music. I think it's, it's probably stronger now than ever. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, I just, I've always stuck the 90s pretty because you have these, you know, indie rock bands that came out and people gave them a fair shake. And I think those types of bands came out now. It's extremely difficult to try to find that type of music or to have it heard on, you know, regular mainstream radio where back 10, 20 years ago, that was pretty common to hear something. Oh, this is brand new and no one's ever heard of it. And it's kind of different where right now it seems like generally for the most part, most stuff seems to sound the same. Yeah, yeah, you know, I've, I, uh, I'm old. I don't really like TikTok, <laughs> but I'm on TikTok, and that's where I'm finding a lot of new artists. Like I listen to country, and country radio is just terrible. We hardly even have it out here in the Bay Area anymore. But um, I found so many cool independent underground country people on TikTok, and spe- and some pop punk bands, too, that yeah. I would have never ever have found so i found out that there's a whole world out there where people just promote their stuff on there I'm like, i had no idea and then now that's all i see and i love it because the stuff you wouldn't it's like yeah like you said back in the day listen to the radio like you hear random ass people you never knew and then you start exploring them so yeah, yeah. it's totally changed but almost the same thing you just got to know where to look like it's all social media now yeah that's yeah that, I, think I think the good thing for us the best thing that happened for me was we bought a car and had sirius xm in it Mm-hmm. And they have different channels that are more tailored towards your more independent, unknown yeah. types of rock bands. Uh, XMU comes to mind. Well, of course, there's like your Radiohead, but then you have someone you're like, who the hell is this? I kind of dig it, you know. Mm-hmm. And then you 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 dive into a little bit further and find out that these there still are bands out there. You just you're right. You gotta you gotta know where to find those bands. Yeah, and it's just sad that we've we've come to that point now where also like we use social media stars like these tiktokers get big out of nowhere for one single or like <laughs> one 15 second video they did they become huge and next thing you know they're millionaires and you're like really really yeah you're- i want to i want to put out one song and make it rain and yeah, <laughs> yeah right and i'll sell out i'm fine yeah <laughs> rolls and diamonds that'd be awesome Oh, God, God, the the world we've come into now with that social media controls everything. It's like, jeez. I mean, yeah. you, you see, Elon bought Twitter today, huh? Yep. He actually, I didn't see that. He yep. actually bought it. He bought it. Happen. Forty-four billion. I was gonna say, I heard it was either forty-two or forty-four. I was like, wow. Yeah. And did he say he was gonna go f- pure public with that company now? Or he's um, gonna uh, take it off, take it off private? Yeah, yeah, I think I think it's gonna go public. And he's claiming uh, freedom of speech on it, so we'll see what happens. Mm-hmm. Should be an interesting experiment. Yeah. So do you think everybody that was banned on Twitter is coming back? I mean, not to get political or anything in here. But, I'm not. Uh, I'm not even. Saying, I'm, I'm just saying. I'm just saying. Um, <laughs> no, if he not. is all, if he is all for free speech, then I guess Donald Trump has to be let back, right? Just saying. He said he wasn't going to. He said he was yeah. probably going to decline that. But I think you have. You uh, you have both ends of the spectrum who are going to be taking a look back like, hmm, do I really want to engage back into this? Because right, exactly. it, it runs on both sides. Yeah. yeah. That's actually the one thing I never got into Twitter personally. I could never get I was oh, like the man. one social media platform I just never got into. I, I use it for sports, and that's it. I don't have it at it's all. A great, it's a yeah, great way here. to fi- follow your uh, your sport writers and your beat writers to get really in-depth in your team. Hmm. But that, hmm. that's pretty much all I use it for. 
Hmm. Yeah, I just, I ha- yeah. yeah, I had it on my phone, never used it. I deleted it. I'm like, okay, I'm not using it. So, Same. you know, I'm like, whatever. I, I'm more on Instagram or I'm on yeah. Facebook. Facebook is barely, it's more of like, it's there. It's more, Facebook for me is more of like, hey, I have family in Europe that I need to keep in contact with. <laughs> so I keep that up, but I'm mostly on Instagram now. So I'm like, okay, yeah, I mean, I, but it just makes more sense for me. And it's like everybody I know, like, honestly, I have more, I have more closer friends on Instagram, like this crazy guy over here, you know, <laughs> com- yeah. And compared to real life, you know, I have more friends there than anywhere else, but you know, it's a good thing. You keep your circle smaller and you're able to talk to more people and, you know, get to know people across the world. And then if you don't want to block, exactly, <laughs> exactly. Yeah, you're absolutely right. I, yeah. I feel bad because I've been invited to the same playing card collector group on Facebook. I have to have been invited already like a dozen different times for about two dozen, two dozen different people. I just haven't, I just don't have time. I'm, I'm barely on have enough time to get on Instagram and, you know, track the messages and do updates and, Cause here's the, the normal course of the day on Instagram is kind of funny for us because it looks completely random, but there is a schedule that we kind of have to adhere to. Uh, every time we post auctions, it has to go saying, okay, we have all these auctions that just got posted. When those auctions end, we ideally want to put a timer in the story saying, hey, these auctions are going to end, you know, in six hours or five hours or whatever. So if you do that every single day, I have to get on Instagram every day after putting auctions on the site every day. You know, to let everybody know, hey, these auctions are up. And then two days later, hey, these auctions are going to end. Yeah. And sometimes, you know, with the work that I do, I might be out of town. That is not going to happen. Or I'll have meetings that last like three, four hours. So it, it's a bit tricky at times because you want to have it like at a relatively set time. Not to get people used to it. It's because like, you, you fall into a routine. You want to try to stick yeah. to that as much as possible. And when that doesn't happen, then it gets a little tricky with just the normal course of the day that, the way it plays out no it makes right. sense i mean there are there are apps that i know um and websites that you can use that actually you can schedule posts so you can actually you know maybe pre-do them earlier on have either you know max or ruby do them or your wife make the post and actually save it and then once the time and day hits it'll actually push it to your instagram so that way you don't have to worry about it so you could probably set up like the auctions maybe like a day or two beforehand if you know you're going to be out away on business or in a meeting and then it'll automatically push it um a lot of instagram um influencers actually do that they will do a ton of posts all in one day and then they will schedule their posts so that way they spread them out so they don't have to worry be like oh my god i have to do a post right now let me make sure i take a picture or let me make sure i tag someone you do all that ahead of time and it'll automatically do it for you. Yeah, I need to look into that, especially with some of the auctions, because again, we, we've you know, started doing a lot of consignment. So yep. being that some of it's some of it not mine, I want to make sure I get the reminder. I try to you know, maximize the benefits for you know, whatever compi- consignment partner I have at that time. And there have been times where I just can't get to it because I'm out on the road or on a plane or whatever. So yeah. uh, having something like that where I can schedule something, that would be, that would make my life a lot easier to be honest. Yeah, I I know there are some some websites that do it. Um, one that I use right now that I've been doing more for the cards and beards for our like promotional things as far as like stories or posts. It's Canva.com, and Canva you can okay. actually you can actually create or use their templates and create some nicer posts and actually have it ske- um, scheduled to post onto your Instagram later on. Hmm. Um, that's what I'm I use every day. I know, right? Mm-hmm. I'm actually learning as we go too. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I'm cool. That's so, the cool so, thing about this community is that 
Um, the cool thing is when I've talked about certain things I'm trying to accomplish, there have been people send me messages, say, oh, you need to look at this or you need to try that. Have you thought about doing this, this, this? And some of those ideas, I'm like, you know, that, that's a really good freaking idea. We're, we're going to do that. And we have. We've actually implemented a lot of the suggestions that people have sent us via messages saying, hey, you want to make your life easier by doing this, 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 this? You need to try this. And I'm like, dude, that's awesome. And we didn't, we've been able to do that. Yeah, that's yeah that, 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 that is that, – I echo that with anything. It's uh, the websites are like I put uh, – a few weeks ago I put a thing out going, hey, I need some doodles for the back of my tuck case I'm working on. Oh, my Lord. <laughs> I, I was expecting like two people. I got like uh, I think like 50 messages for it with oh, samples. Wow. Nice. And I'm like – because I told them, hey, if, you, if I use it, then I'll, I'll get you a prototype or something, whatever. But, like, yeah. I was not expecting that. And I love that, you know, where people will ask you, like, hey, how you doing? Or how you, if you haven't talked, like, I talk to Luke Wadey every now and then. But if I don't talk to him for three days, he say, hey, you doing okay? <laughs> like, yeah. Yeah, man, it's okay. Yeah. Yeah, same <laughs> Luke's thing. awesome. I like that guy a lot. He's, he's oh, really cool. Yeah. Oh, Luke is a freaking legend. I love him. Honestly, you could talk about you could talk about anything, whether it be soccer or sports in general, or just craziness of life. He'll just talk to you about anything. It doesn't matter with him. He'll even take. I mean, you could probably message him at like four in the morning our time, and he's or his time, and he's up. I feel like he's always awake. He oh, <laughs> that dude does not sleep. Seriously, he does not sleep at all. Cyborg. Yeah. <sighs> I know. It's like, geez, he's always working. But God bless him. I mean, he's literally doing a ton of work last i heard from him i mean the same yes I, I i talked to him about something he's backed up to mid to late may yeah wow yeah yeah i mean me personally i get that from like i i know i know you both know um john aka cnc deck cuts yeah. um yeah john, john and i good friends he there'll be times where he might not hear from me like from like a couple days he'll just message me out of nowhere and be like hey man just want to see how you're doing how are you haven't heard from you in a bit hopefully you're okay you know, some, and getting those messages from random people that you just met via Instagram through the community that you build friendships, you're like, oh, hi. And it makes you feel yeah. good. It makes you feel like, oh, shit, people actually like what like who you are and want to talk to you. I'm like, okay. Yeah, that is cool. Every once in a while, we'll get a message like that. I'm like, oh, that's cool, yeah, and, man. Thanks for reaching out. And, and, and speaking of people you know on Instagram, how, how is it like when you go to like a Fontaine drop or somewhere and people like look at you? Do, do they, how does that feel like? Do you feel like you're a celebrity to some of these people? No, no. Yeah. It, <laughs> I don't know if you guys saw that story where uh, Chris Haig, I think I hope I'm saying his last name right, from uh, Wondercraft. Yeah. Um, yeah. What I, I saw it in San Diego just on business. It has nothing to do with the store. It was completely, solely only for my, my day job. And so we just happened to, uh, my manager said, hey, you know a place to go eat? And yeah, there's a little Italian food place because we spend a bit of time in San Diego. So we go in that little Italian food place and I see his shirt. I think pretty sure he sees me, and we do one of these. I, I at least for mine, I'm like, I think I know that guy. I want to say I know that guy, <laughs> and he must have been doing the same thing. So, order our food, sit down. He comes over and he says, "You look familiar." And I'm like, "I knew it. I knew it." <laughs> and he says, "Yeah, I'm Chris Head from Wonder Crap." I'm like, "Oh yeah, I'm Henry Cortez. So I got playing cards. Yeah, I knew it. You know, you look very familiar. Seeing you on your lives." And my manager, who knows we have a shop. Um, after, you know, Chris went back to go with his family and his son came over, you know, he was a nice, nice kid. And, uh, he says, I can't believe what I just saw. Goes, you're, you're like a celebrity. And I'm like, no, 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 I wouldn't, I wouldn't go that far because I, I, in all honesty, I think the fact that I have a day job where people 
don't know what the hell SoCal Playing Cards is, is completely grounding. Uh, you can't get a big head about it because there's the other half of my entire life where people have no clue what it is. Like, I, hey, I'm SoCal Playing Cards. They'd be like, so? Yeah. Yeah. Get, back to, get back to your spreadsheet, man. Uh, yeah. So I think that keeps me, you know, it prevents me from having a big head because I could say, well, I'm SoCal Playing Cards. And they'd be like, who, who, so who yeah. the hell cares? Yeah. So that's, I mean, yeah, I mean, it's, it, 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 go I was gonna say, I mean, within our community, within the playing card community in general, you are like a celebrity um, because the fact that, you know, people really do respect you and your whole family for everything you do for the car community, which it says, you know, it says volumes about you guys. And the fact that, you know, the community got up in arms when you were like thinking of closing your shop <laughs> and the whole community just was like in an uproar, like, no, you can't have this. What are we going to do? We're never going to get good decks and, anymore. You know, it just... Yeah. It really shows that people truly respect you and the family. It's it's humbling because again, I I would never say that you know I'm a flat out celebrity. I think it's more accurate to say I have a, a lot of friends that I've met on Instagram. Yeah. I would never go as far as to say it's a celebrity thing because that's just that's it, it just seems silly for me to you know have that mindset. Uh, my kids have seen it, and obviously Brenda has seen it at different drops, the Fontaine thing. And they think it's funny. They think, oh, my God, this guy just came up to you and wants to take your picture or take his picture <laughs> with you. And I'm like, I'll do it. That's fine. You know, it, it's just it's it's a neat feeling. But I don't think it's anything that should ever, ever go to your head necessarily, because, you know, in the grand scheme of things, I mean, you could disappear off of Instagram tomorrow. And over time, you know, those things just fade away. I mean, there's really nothing to you know, grasp that, you know, in the grand scheme of things. You know, I'm happy that I have a job. I'm happy the, the store is working out. And I'm happy that people, you know, again, come to the store and buy something and they choose us. And I think that's really, really cool. So we have to do everything we can to make sure they're taken care of. But celebrity, that's, it, it's for me, it's, it's, it's silly. It's silly to think of it in those terms. Uh, as far as the store closing, you know, I just hope that people don't think it was a bit because, it wasn't a bit. I was burnt out. I was frustrated. Um, it just felt that it wasn't. It wasn't like appreciate. Was that? It was just. It was just too much. It was just burning me out. And um, but then I realized that it was still a lot of fun. We've met a lot of great people. We've made a lot of great friends. I mean, even Mrs. Cortez. She's in the card community. Become you know, a little bit of a name. Again, I don't want to say celebrity, but. People, when you bring up, you know, if you have a conversation with the community, you can ask somebody, do you know Mrs. Cortez's? I would gather to say, yeah, you might get an answer here and there. Oh, yeah, it's SoCal's wife. Mm -hmm. I you love know, the so. fact that we all call her Mrs. Cortez. Mrs. Cortez, yeah. Like, it's we so know she's great. A yeah, it, it's I just so love great. how we all default to that. I mean, it's... <laughs> I grew up with that. You always, you know, I went to Catholic school in my life, so you always say Miss or Mrs., Mr., you know, you always respectfully by the last name all the time. Except except it, it's just Henry. Yeah, Henry. Not yeah. Mr. Cortez. <laughs> no, but, Hen Hen but, Hen but Henry's Henry. Mrs. Cortez yeah. is Mrs. Cortez. Yeah. You can't so mix funny. up the two. Somebody pointed out that, you know, I had no idea. I didn't put it together. But even on the thank you cards, she signs it yeah. Mrs. Mrs. Cortez. Yep. yep. It's not yep. Brenda. It's Mrs. Cortez every single time. And I think that's it's, it's part of the charm. And I know some of we talk about and, you know, we have fun with it. And I think that's where I started to get a little burned out because, when we first started the store, we were having a lot of fun with it. I mean, 
our hamsters are quality control technicians. Yeah. We used to give tours of our house, like it's a warehouse. Oh, this is the loading area, and it's like my car, you know. And here's the fulfillment area, and it's just some random table. It's your bed. This, here's the warehouse. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> so you know, we would. We, we, I think for a time there, we stopped letting it be fun, and it started to feel like a job. And mm. I think one of the initial discussions that you know Mrs. Cortez and I had was when it stops being fun, it starts feeling like a job. I already have a day job. She already has a day job. The last thing we want is another day, another day job. Yeah. yeah. So I think once we, and I don't remember what point it started to become fun again, uh, but it did. I think, I don't know if it was like the first podcast and the people asking us questions and just some of the messages we get on Instagram just, you know, really cracked me up and some of them really feel good. And we'll get a straight email from time to time about how, They've never seen packing like this, even though it went to like Japan. Um, and that's the thing that's cool too, is some of the places that we send orders, we've sent places they're sent up to like Malta, Brenda pointed out, you know, this one's going to Estonia, this one's going to Hong Kong, this one's going to Japan, this one's going to Belgium, the Netherlands, France. And we've, I wish we would have made a map and we would have got like push pins. Yeah. Because <laughs> I think now, it would there would just be you know pushpins like all over the freaking place. It'd probably look like you know one of those Delta Airlines yeah. flying zone maps. But uh, that's that's the thing that I think it's cool because it's not just. I mean, yeah, we're SoCal playing cards, and we're always going to be SoCal playing cards. But to think of everywhere that people have bought from, you know, oh, yeah. it's it's truly global. My dad, he he laughs. He I, I don't share this information too too much. But he goes, how's the store going? I'm like, oh, it's really, really busy, Dad. And, you know, sometimes I'm like, you know, I'm busy. I can hear the, the stupid little uh, the label maker. He goes, where'd you get the – is that a zebra? I'm like, yeah, we, we have a zebra label maker. <laughs> and he goes, we have those in the warehouse. I'm like, I know. It wasn't cheap. We paid a lot of money for that thing. But uh, he goes, how, how good is it really going? Is it worth the while? And uh, so I told him at that time, like, okay, so we've been open for – you know, this long, our sales figures are blah, blah, blah. And I remember he was drinking, he goes, what? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so, and I know the joke was in the beginning that the store wasn't profitable because it wasn't. <laughs> but, yeah. but I think now that we, you know, your first year is always going to be kind of crash and burn because you're learning what to buy and some stuff. You think it's be fantastic. You buy like a case, and then you still have some of that case like two years later. Um, you know, all the supplies and pricing, and figuring out shipping—that's the tricky part of shipping. Yeah. Shipping's a disaster to try to figure out because you want to keep it affordable, but you can't lose too much money at the same time. Uh, so the first year was a disaster. Second year, eh, kind of break even. Um, last year, the store went well. It started very well, and it's not from—you know—we're not making tons of money but it's nice to have money like when we need to buy a new fence because the wind right. destroyed it we bought a new fence uh brenda need her nomad fixed we fixed her nomad uh our air conditioner failed we bought a new air conditioner um so it's not like we're buying you know it's not all jordans and louis vuitton handbags <laughs> <laughs> well, see, that's a lot of and then that, that's the thing that people need to learn is uh, if you're selling stuff and you're making money, uh, you know, save it, spend it wisely. Yeah. That's what we did. I mean, uh, you know, just for you know, the sake of conversation, we, 
we we carried for a while. Uh, I have no problem sharing this. We carried for a while a significant portion of credit card debt. It's gone. It's gone. We paid it nice. off at the store, and that's that's what we wanted to accomplish first before we started buying like stupid stuff like Air Jordans mm. and Louis Vuitton handbags. Is that you got to take care of all the stuff you need to take care of first. All your exactly. responsibilities as you know as a, as a husband and a father. Yep. You know, fence broken, we fix the fence. You know, the air conditioner broken, there hell no, I'm not gonna be sweating my ass off here getting a new air conditioner. So all these little things that popped up and, and there was actually, we figured it out and like, dude, we took care of a lot of, not just the little extra things, but you know, the essentials that this family like needs, mm -hmm. you know, it, it, if anything, it put our family in just a better financial position. I don't think that's, I don't think that's an unreasonable goal that we were able no, to achieve no. that. No, and I think that's also an all-American dream into to a certain respect because, you know, starting off a little store years ago, a few years ago, and now actually be able to help your family in situations shows, you know, you've actually did it. You hard work and dedication, and you're able to provide. Sure, and that, that's why I don't have a problem, like, if I want to buy, like, a pair of shoes or buy this or that, or if my kids want something, like, yeah, sure, that's not a problem because we took care of everything we needed to take care of first, and that was not an insignificant amount of money. I mean, we threw a lot of money. And then our tax bill, I mean, it, it um, we learned if you have a store that's doing pretty well, it, it was a five-figure tax bill. And we had to figure Ooh. out how to come up with a, a five-figure sum of money to pay that off. And we, oh, yeah. we were in a position to do that. And I'm actually, there's a little bit of pride in saying that you're able to pay off a five-figure tax bill without sweating it. But yeah. that's the position we were in. And now we don't have to, because I think three years ago, if we had 10 other tax bill, I'm like, so, holy crap, all these things would have been gone. Yeah. Say, I mean, I do that with my business, with my job, I should say, because I run a wine shop, like I said. Um, but mm -hmm. in New York, we actually have to pay taxes every three months. So every yeah, quarter. I have to do that now. Yeah. So we do, we do our tax. We have to pay taxes every quarter. And for my shop alone, we're paying a six-figure tax every quarter. Um, because the store does really well and, you know, yeah. I, you know, it's a lot more money than, you know, other stores. So it's like, okay, six figures. My boss is like, listen, we're fine. We can handle it. Um, just make sure we're still selling. I'm like, don't worry about that. You know? <laughs> so, but when I start hearing the numbers, I'm just like, oh my God, I don't know how you can just be calm about it and just say, Hey, a six figure tax bill paid off easy. I'm just like, okay, okay. I want to get there somehow. You know, oh, so. don't get me wrong. The first time I did the numbers, I'm like, oh, my God. <laughs> <laughs> we have to pay what? But then, you know, we look at where we're at. We're like, okay, that's that's not going to be. I mean, it hurts. And don't get me wrong. I'd rather have that money for something else. Yeah. Yeah. Else, but knowing that it's taken care of, I mean, that's 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 pretty cool to think about. That we're not, I don't have to sell stuff like this. Or I don't have to get rid of, you know, the decks that I really, really want to hang on to. Yeah, um, it's a good feeling to know that we're able to look at a bill like that and think, okay, the store, the store took care of it, awesome. which is which is great, which is honestly a great feeling. Uh, should be a great feeling, in my opinion. And now, 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 I'm gonna kind of segue into some. Uh, we asked people to give us some questions. Yeah, cool. Yeah. I, was, I, was, I, was, I was about, I was about good to, one. I was, I was gonna, gonna say, say he just he say. just said he he didn't want to sell his favorite deck. So the exactly. first question on here, which I'm pretty sure I think I know the answer to this, is someone asked what your favorite deck is. All time. Uh, there's, you know what? I, I love the Golden Nugget decks. There's just something about the nostalgia of the Golden Nugget deck. It came in different colors. 
still think of like those old Vegas rooms that'll kick you back and break your legs and the mafia, you know, run organizations. <laughs> um, I love the Golden Nugget decks. I mean, that's, and that's what got me sucked into uh, the card collecting community because I bought one and then I'm like, oh, they come in different colors. And then you do more homework. I'm like, oh, there's different generations. And then, oh my God, Jerry's Nuggets, what's that? And then you're typing and you go to different collecting, and then you're just down the rabbit hole. And then that's why I found out King's Wild Project and Fontaine and this and that. And Oh, that was me last year. Oh, my year. God. That was me last year when I first got into this community. All of a sudden, you know, I started buying a couple decks, and all of a sudden I found Henry's site. And I'm like, Henry probably was getting tired of me. He was getting like a, a couple <laughs> orders a week from me, just sending out orders to me. I'm just like, oh, damn. And all of a sudden I started looking. I'm like, I actually have the shop pay app where you can actually track all your packages so i start oh, seeing God. all my packages i'm like wait socal 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 i'm like don't ever do that don't ever I'm look like, at your oh history just... i'm just like oh my god how much did i spend but then you know but we all go through it we all as collectors we go through that yeah. little you know learning curve so to speak to be like okay sure. now we pull back we don't buy as much we only spend when we really want you know being more responsible as you know all three of us are fathers and you know we have a family to take care of so it's like okay, let's rein it in a little bit. I think yeah. every collector, especially new one, uh, new collectors go through that where you buy a deck and you see when you want, and then you just, boom, you just go you in just this buy everything. bell curve, <laughs> and then it sustains, and even Max pointed out, because, Dad, do you remember you were getting, like, big boxes every day just filled with cards? And I think the trap that at least I fell into was, I was buying stuff that I didn't even necessarily like. I mean, there'd be, I, there'd be decks that I thought that were horrifically hideous, and I'm still buying it anyway just because yeah. I don't have it. I yeah, want as yep. many as I can. So I'm buying just garbage stuff. And then you realize, okay, you, you fall into a niche of the stuff that you really, really like. Like this yep. year, for example, I think I've only bought maybe a dozen decks. I mean, you see some stuff yeah, from Murphy's that same. comes in, and I'm like, okay, that one's kind of cool, but do I like it enough to keep it and take up space? Not so much. Yeah. So you, you it, it's only the, the decks that I see them, and they immediately grab me, rather than I'm going to try to convince myself that I need to hang on those decks from now until the end of time. So if I see a deck, and it doesn't even have to be an expensive deck. It even could be like these. These were only, what, 9 bucks? The Notorious Frog? Love that deck. It's like nine, ten, nine, ten bucks. Awesome deck. Yeah, this one's a keeper. Yep. And then damn, there's some that damn are, right. <laughs> oh, it's it's a fantastic deck of cards. It's awesome. And it's only like nine, ten bucks. Yeah. Yeah. It's great. That one's so one it, of those I never bought. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, nine dollars from a nine dollar deck from Stockholm, nonetheless. Right. And it's completely custom. So yeah. I mean it, and there's even some like bicycle decks. It only costs like five or six bucks. I'm like, mm -hmm. hey, that's really rad. And then there's some others like thirty seven dollars. I'm like no, I think I'll pass on that one. Yeah. yeah. So that actually segues into a question here. So there's another question that we got from our, you know, what we posted. We were like, hey, someone wants to ask, will you ever make a hollow SoCal deck? <laughs> <laughs> I was this close to reaching out to somebody. I know they were really good with renders and such. Just for the hell of it, I was going to ask them to um, render up the SoCal deck, but, you know, uh, holographic. And with a, like a holographic gilding, just to see what it looked like. I said, no, nah, I'm not going to waste my time because that's... It, people still seem to love the hollow stuff. I'm, I don't want to say that I'm over it. It's just, it's been done quite a bit. Yeah. yeah. It's been I, done I a agree. lot. Yeah. 
I, th- I think it's it's oversaturated. People are kind of, I hope are kind of over it. Gilding went a little crazy, but now I think that's just kind of like now n- normal into our collecting now. Like everybody's mm-hmm. accepted gilding, but hollow. I don't. I I, I don't think it's going to have that kind of traction. I I don't think. Yeah, it's there's a lot of holographic decks out there, and yeah. I know the first time it came up, like whoa, that's yep. that's cool. Yeah, but you know, I, I think. Especially the SoCal deck. I mean, it is what it is. I mean, the holographic, you know, it's like, I'm not going to put sugar on a piece of crap. I'm not going to holographic SoCal deck. <laughs> no. I, well, the bottom line, too, is I, I just don't have that many of them anymore. I, I thought about gilding some. Uh, I was going to have them gold gilded and just call it the, the California Special or the Golden State Edition, something like that. I just, and then I found out I just don't have any more because you want to do at least a case. I don't. I think I don't have like 60. So we're, we're almost out. That's crazy. Um, yeah. Which that's a whole other crazy story. But, uh, yeah, I, of course it crosses your mind, you know, different, you know, is it hollow, hollow gilded or gold gilded or I don't know. Rainbow uh, uh, or this or that, or uh, a red gilded SoCal deck would look pretty nice. I thought about red. I thought about green, but I, I think it yeah, would lend itself State. too much to uh, a Christmas looking. Cause it's a lot of red, a lot of green oh, anyway. Yeah. Um, so I think that was one thing that was kind of dissuading me from it was I didn't want it to look like a, you know, anything too Christmassy. Not that I love me from Christmas. Uh, but yeah, I kind of like the idea of the Golden State Edition with a gold yeah. gilding, but it just didn't happen. Well, you can do a gold hollow version. Yeah. <laughs> the, whole, just like the whole deck gold. Why isn't there a gold holographic? Everyone has like, there's a silvery holographic. I've seen gold. I mean, we've collected enough baseball cards in our day to have yeah. like a gold-ish holographic rather than like a silver-based one. Give yeah. it time. I'm sure someone will do it, unless it's impossible on a gilding. I don't know. I don't know. That'd be rad, though. I think it'd be cool. I mean, anything could be possible, in my opinion. Yeah, well, I, know, then... I know for a fact there were baseball cards that were gold but holographic at the same time. Right, um, yeah. I, I know it's been done. I know I've seen it. I have, I mean, I know for a fact, as far as like with Magic the Gathering, there are cards that are holographic, but have like almost, an, as well as gold embossed on the card. Oh, nice. While being holographic at the same time. You're like, yeah. how is this possible? <laughs> and come to find out it was actually done by Cardamundi. You're like, oh, really? Oh. Yeah, because I actually found out that Cardamundi is actually one of the main printers for Wizards of the Coast yep. um, that prints, oh. that does Magic the Gathering. So they use Cardamundi. So I'm like, oh, so they're doing embossed cards not on the tuck but on the cards themselves plus yeah. foil plus hollow nutty a lot going on there doesn't yeah. really keep it off <laughs> and, mm, I've, I've seen i've actually seen some individual cards go for like 40 bucks a card oh dang Jesus. yeah when you get into wow. when you get into that game it's like there are cards back from when they first started back at 26 years ago that the original cards are worth like a thousand dollars per card dang yeah yeah. Well, here, so flowing right into the, a question you probably get every day. All, all the time. V2. Yeah. I get that question almost every day also. Yeah. People ask me all the time. Um, I would love to do one. Um, I have a couple things on my wish list that I would like to do, though. Um, definitely not going to do on my own. I mean, the first one, we got really lucky that people were receptive to it. We kept it cheap. V2, I want it to be as equally as cheap. I don't want it to be more than about eight bucks, but I want it to be completely custom. So I know that's a really, really tall order to make that happen. Um, I would like to find a designer or an artist to help me out. And I know it's 
probably going to be a break-even proposition. But, you know, again, it, it, the cards that we put out, I mean, we've only put up one deck, but it's never really been about the money. It's just more of putting stuff out there for the love of the yeah. hobby, the love of the industry. Um, so knowing that I'm going to have to throw a considerable sum of money to an artist to, you know, get what we want to do done, um, I still want to have it for about eight bucks a pop. So if I know I'm going to be, you know, compensating the artist accordingly, uh, that might not leave much room, if any at all, but it doesn't matter. I just right. want yeah. to see it come out. So probably going to be a little bit arm twisty with Mr. Cortez, but I would love to have it. <laughs> um, probably not going to be as big of a print run. I think the market overall kind of speaks to, at least from my vantage point, I don't think there's no reason why we would want to print 2,500 decks again. Um, but short answer is, yeah, I, I would love to have a V2. Oh, speaking of Mrs. Cortez, <laughs> we're talking about a V2 coming out in the year. <laughs> it was asked if uh, you think it's funny that people call you Mrs. Cortez still. No, because I'm a teacher, so they go. call me that every day. Yeah. So yeah, and she just wants everybody to call her that, which is totally yeah. fine. <laughs> But honestly, I think if you had to choose Henry, who who would be like your top top? I'm not gonna say top person, but let's say top handful of designers you would like to work with if you could on the V2. Because it's hard to pick. I know we don't want to say one, so that's what I'm saying. Let's do a handful. There's a few designers that you know off the top of my head I would love to work with. Now, whether they'd want to work with me, that's a whole different ball game. <laughs> yeah. I mean, who wouldn't? <laughs> I mean, I've, oh, I, I've I got just, the same. I've got the ones that I really want to do my my senior year, but I'm like, yeah, there's no way. <laughs> yeah, because I, I mean, it's it's anyone would probably say, well, I want to work with Stockholm Seventeen, a low track club. No, no, no. You, it's it's you got to take those names out. Okay? Yeah. Um, I would love to work with the Jade Jade Vinga. I hope I'm not yeah. screwing up her name. Yeah. Um, I, I've always liked her work. Um, mm. I know the fact she's Russia is probably problematic right about now. But uh, her art skills, I, I've always been a fan of what she's done. I've always liked her art ability. Yeah. Um, in some weird way, I would think it'd be really cool if I was able to work with Luke Wadey, only because just to see what he could do with the logos as far as the, the lines and the symmetry or the asymmetry, however you want to call it, I, I would like to see what he might be able to come with um, as far as the SoCal deck's concerned. Uh, I think that'd be fun to see, you know, if we went that route, what would the end result be? Mm -hmm. um who else um Electra. Mm. okay yeah okay i like her stuff a lot um i would still hold out hope i know he's got a lot of play i, I would still like to say jackson <laughs> even though he's like one of the ones that might be totally unattainable un unattainable yeah. um yeah you know it's it, you can't have a completed Hail Mary unless you try. So yeah, I think True. That'd, exactly. be, that'd be a fun one. I, I think Jackson um, would be on anybody's list. Yeah. Oh, for sure. Yeah. 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 And um, there's a couple of people reached out. I'm not going to say, but uh, privately, I'm like, oh, that'd be an interesting, an interesting combination. Um, yeah, there's a couple. I know. I know for a fact I'm missing a few. Uh, <laughs> But yeah, I, I think Jada Vanga comes to mind. Uh, Luke Wadey comes to mind. Yep. The letter comes to mind. Uh, um, those are the ones that every time I see them draw something out or some of the art gets posted, I'm like, man, that's cool. That's cool. Oh, oh what the hell is his name? 
I should know his name because I fulfilled his stuff. Um, Beyond Playing Cards, the one who did the chili. Oh, Stephen yeah. O'Neill. Stephen O'Neill. Yes, 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 yes. I like his stuff a lot, too. Yep. I know he Love posts, it. like, pictures of the birds or, you know, different yep. things. I'm like, that's that's really freaking cool. I think something yeah. like that where it almost looks like a logo, but could stand alone as maybe yeah. a card. I think that would be that'd be really fun. And that's, that's, again, it's about keeping it fun. I don't want a deck that's overly serious or, you know, I don't want people to say, oh, look at Henry's deck. That's really super pretentious. I, I don't want that. I want something that's going to be fun. I want to have, like, a hamster riding the bicycle on the Joker, you know, kind of like that. <laughs> Dude, that'd be awesome. That'd be awesome. <laughs> yeah, it's something like that. I want it to be fun. You know, I, I don't want it to be, you know, overly... <sighs> Yeah, it's got to be fun for me, or else I'm yeah. not gonna, I'm not doing it. No, it makes complete sense. Nice. I mean, and honestly, I think people would love that deck. Whoever you, whoever would work with you, and whoever chooses to work with you. I mean, first off, anybody who's listening to this, if you're one of them that Henry just said, please work with them. <laughs> um, we, would, we would love to see V2 come out. We would love to see this come out um, as a community. But at the same time, um, now here's the bigger question, Henry, for you: Would you decide to go to Kickstarter then? with the v2 or would you just self self print and self um do it your own that's a great question i mean we took a huge gamble with the socal deck because we had to pay i mean we bought a lot of them we we, we the original plan was not to do 2500 the original plan was to do a thousand but we just missed the deadline for the crush stock you can't get crush stock unless you order 2500 mm -hmm. so it was it was a gamble because yeah, that's a lot of decks and that's a tremendous amount of decks if your name is not Zach Mueller or Chris Orbit or yep. anybody, really. Yep. And, you know, and also keep in mind, we don't do magic. We don't do cardistry. Who the hell? Who, how are we going to sell 2,500 decks? We don't do any of that, you know? But nonetheless, we decided, you know, let's just do it. Because I didn't want to have any regrets with the first deck. I wanted to be on premium stock. I wanted it to be crushed. I wanted the Pantone inks. I wanted it traditionally cut. Um, that was really, really important because it's easy to put out a deck of cards, well, at least in my opinion. It's easy to put out a deck, but I wanted it to be done right the first time. I wanted right. to have all those check boxes checked off. And it wasn't cheap. And there is a part of me that also feels that if we try to do it via Kickstarter, it won't be able to keep it to that $8. Failed, <laughs> that, it, that and. I just can't handle rejection like that. <laughs> <laughs> I can't. So if we looking at it now, um, I would have to know what the finished product is going to look like before I decide to pull the trigger in a Kickstarter. Because if I see it, I'm like, oh my God, this is a can't miss. Then yeah, it's an easy decision. But if there's even like the slightest feeling like mm, borderline, I don't think I'd go the Kickstarter route. I'd probably right. want to self-fund it. And that was that was a big gamble. Um, well, yeah, twenty five hundred decks. That's, that's a, a lot of money and a lot of decks. Yeah, the the biggest thing for us, though, and probably the most, you know, what we're most proud of, is when we finally got those decks in hand, and we had the pre sale. The pre sales within twenty four hours were so strong that the yep. deck was paid for. That was yeah, an extremely nice. relieving moment when we did the math. I'm like. This we we already broke even, and the presale we we ended it. It was done, and once we finally got all the decks, and or actually yeah, we did presale because we knew the decks were going to come in like three or four days, and um, 
then we shut it down because then we had to get them to like Murphy's and blah, 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 blah. Um, and then once the window opened back up, we sold more and we yeah. word started to spread and people, the other thing that probably not just that it broke even was that we started to get a lot of people telling us that the deck handled great. And I'd rather it hear does. that more than, oh, the deck looks nice because this is, <laughs> you know, aimed towards, you know, I'm not going to say it's a magic deck, but it's cool to know that people who, you know, perform some level of cardistry reached out like, man, this, this deck feels fantastic. What did you do? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Crushed B stock. That's, that's really it. So the fact that people were pretty happy with the way it handled, I liked hearing that more than, oh, it's kind of cool or, yeah. You know, the price is nice. I mean, the fact that people thought it handled exceptionally well for what it is, uh, that was, we were it's a, really happy to hear that. It's a, it's, it's a great feeling that you can't really explain. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I know. I, I love that deck. I have a half brick right now of it. I got the half brick as well as the family signed edition as well. I had to get the family signed. Yeah, but do you have do a, a family... Do you have a family signed uncut sheet hanging on your living room wall? No, I don't. Ooh. No, I don't. Mm-hmm. Not a lot of those. No. Nope. <laughs> <laughs> well, actually, the only uncuts I have are actually Danny's uncut sheets that are signed. Mm. Nice. <laughs> those are the only ones I own right now, currently. Because they were cheap. <laughs> they were. They were. 20, 25, 20 bucks. 20, 25 bucks. Shipped? Shipped. I was like, okay, I'll take them. Nice. So, ba- so basically, they just pay for shipping because shipping on those things, as Henry knows, those tubes are heck of expensive to ship. Yep. Ugh. Yeah, someone, I did a fulfillment project and they had uh, like six uncut sheets that they needed sent out. I'm like, I have to buy 25 of them. You can't buy six, uh, you can't buy six tubes. You know, you, when you yeah. get them from Uline, you got to buy them by a yep. giant box ass box. Yep, yep, I got it right behind me. Yep. Yep. <laughs> I still have a bunch of tubes that look like, yeah. you know, I'm like, what am I going to do with these things? Yep. You just start playing playing lightsabers, playing Star Wars with them. <laughs> zoom, zoom. Just yeah, yelling, at, yelling at my dog like, Get over here, you know. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> As a green bubble wrap. Green, yeah. I mean, that's yeah, we just find though when it gets when it gets to the end though it gets kind of thin, so we, you know, you you have to use more of it, which ten cents a sheet. That's what it comes down to. Yeah. Oof. Um, yeah so the, so the, talking about California, because I saw this question get submitted and I kind of took offense to it. So it's like uh, <laughs> the question is: Is California as bad as people make it out to be? I don't think it, so. Yeah, I see. I don't either. It's expensive yeah. as shit, but um, I'm yep. okay with that. No, I'm fine with that. Hey, not as expensive I, as I, New York. I, I can't imagine you know going anywhere else. I love California. You know, obviously, Eric could be better, but you know, there's not too many places in the United States where I can go to the mountains one day and mm-hmm. go to the beach the same day if I really wanted to. And yep, I actually, love it. Yeah. And you have, you have Disneyland, you have baseball, you have hockey. I mean, there's no shortage of things to do, you know, especially in Southern California. I imagine you're in the Bay Area, so it's kind of the same, the same ballpark. Same thing, and then if you're, uh, if you're a skier or a snower or a gambler, it's two and a half hours away to Reno, yeah. Tahoe. Yeah. So, I love it. Yeah, Bernie and I talk about this all the time. I can't imagine moving anywhere else. I, I like like. Could you, ma- could you imagine living in North Dakota? <laughs> <laughs> I'm trying to think, do I have customers in North Dakota? I think I may have one. <laughs> <laughs> Don't want to piss people off. <laughs> there's only there's only one pin in that state. Yeah. You know? <laughs> in the middle of nowhere. Yeah. Literally in the middle of nowhere, North Dakota. 
<laughs> Whereas me here in New York, I'm like, okay, worst thing I'm worried about is getting bit by a rat, getting rabies, and dying from that. No. Or nowadays, getting shot. You know, I mean, oh, hmm. oh well, that's, that's everywhere. Yeah. 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 <laughs> yeah. What other questions you have? Did you get any like really? Did you get any questions that, like, oh no, 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 we can't ask that. Uh, let me look. <laughs> There's a couple here I see, the fun, f funny ones. Yeah, have you had the talk with your kids yet? Yeah. The talk. The talk. <laughs> Bagley, yes, yes. I imagine, you know, I'm naturally they're in high school. They probably hear more than probably we sure as hell did back in our day. Yeah, no you sure. know, and plus, you know, with the, uh, you know, their Discord, Instagram. Yeah. They have more access to probably anything. I think we were ever had yeah. access to. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Let's see what 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 what, <laughs> le le what what is your least favorite collector? <laughs> Ooh, my least favorite collector. Yeah. Ooh. Yeah. As far as who to collect, or like, I don't I I don't know. That's how it was written. Yeah. Oh, my least. No one who asked the question, an individual person. <laughs> Probably myself, because there's some decks that I still wish that I had. Uh, there's some decks that I've sold. You know, it's like guitars, Daddy. You sell a guitar, and then like three days later, you're like, damn, why the hell did I sell that here? Mm -hmm. I've done that numerous times. So I think as a collector, I would find myself very wishy-washy and uh, probably stubborn and yeah. um, mm. always, you know, not... I'm always changing my mind on stuff. So I'd probably say myself because I've unloaded stuff now I want back. I have stuff that I've always wanted to get. Um, yeah, I, I look at myself as a collector. I'm like, man, I, I don't have this. I don't have that. I do have this. I do have that. Uh, why do I have this? Why the hell do I have that? Um, <laughs> I, so yeah, I, I, I would say yeah, me. I, I, I regret. I bought a brick of uh, Orbit uh, V7 parallels at the Orbit Jam, and I regret giving away half that brick. Oof. Yeah. Oof. Ouch. Not, not because of the money value. Well, that too, but like that deck, if you've ever handled it, is... Wow, yeah, I've and never I've opened them, but yeah, I've yeah. heard the same thing. That I've gone through awesome. three. I've gone through three myself, just playing around with it. So, but yeah, I, damn it, why'd I give away? <laughs> <laughs> I mean, it happens. Damn it, it happens. We yeah. all we, we all have those little you know crazy moments in our collecting days. Oh yeah. <laughs> and another question in here. Some weirdo asked this. Uh, asked, how did you get so sexy? I wonder who asked that question. Completely delusional, I must say. <laughs> <laughs> you know, I mean, probably the, the type of collector I just described—probably the same type of mindset: wishy-washy, <laughs> stubborn, <laughs> delusional. Yeah. <laughs> oh God. Um. Uh, let me see. On a separate, I'm glad to see you guys read all the questions. That's that's pretty cool. Yeah. Oh yeah, we 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 make sure we read everything. <laughs> I I was expecting a little bit more of the controversial stuff, and I didn't, didn't really see too many of them. Interesting. Okay. Yeah. I mean, I, I always think... I, I'll be, I always prep myself because I I you know watch a few different podcasts, and I've been on a couple. I'm like, you know, I would love to see like you know really like the hard hitting. What do you really feel about this or that? And don't get me wrong, I've always enjoyed all the podcasts I've been on. This one's been an absolute pleasure. But I'm always waiting for, like, ask it, ask it, <laughs> ask it. And it, it's like, ah, oh, didn't ask it. <laughs> I mean, we could ask those questions, Dan. <laughs> Go for it, Chris. 
I mean, if you got what, something, go for it. Okay, I might as well. Might as well. What are okay? We talked about it. Dan and I talked about it in our last episode, and we we've heard a little bit about your thoughts and feelings about what happened, for example, with OPC and sure. their gilded program. Yep. Um, what? How do you really? Feel, what do you think about what they did? And then on top of that, what are your thoughts on how did they try to rectify the situation afterwards? Yeah, how deep that hole they dug. <laughs> so, I, so I'll start with the, the latter part of that question first. I think any time any designer, um, and I, 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 again, I don't think they had any sort of malicious intent or you know malintent or whatever. Uh, I just think it was presented in a way that, I don't want to say that they didn't, completely didn't understand or didn't think through or whatnot. But either way, I think any time in this community, especially with the way the market is right now, you're talking about rampant inflation. A gallon of gas is still like 555 in Southern California. I was just in Arizona. They were telling me, my God, the gas is ridiculous right now. So it's not just a California. It's, it's a nationwide problem with like inflation. Um, stuff in general is just way more expensive. That being said, I think especially now, where if you give the perception that your support equals the most monetary spend, I think you're going to set yourself up for a little bit of backlash. And that's exactly what happened. Mm -hmm. um, I know Fontaine's done something similar where if you buy a brick of these, you get one of, uh, you get one of these, right? Mm -hmm. So OPC has it where you get a brick, you get a chance to buy one of these and everyone else you get, you get shut out. Um, I, I don't know how I've ever felt about the brick program. Uh, well, let me rephrase that. I have two different mindsets on the brick program, whatever you want to call it. So as, as a collector, it's difficult because you got to buy 11 or you know, 12 of these, 11 of them you probably don't want. Um, and I was saying that as immediately, as soon as these started going on sale, I started getting offers from people asking me if I wanted to buy 11 of them. <laughs> Okay, and wow. it wasn't just one or two. We're talking to a lot of people because they just want one of the regular ones and they want one of the hollows. They don't mm -hmm. necessarily need the mm -hmm. 11 other ones. I didn't need any more extra SpongeBob's. Uh, I think you also saw that with the FTP decks. People were buying the you know bricks for the red one, and then they were unloading the all their FTPs at a loss. And yeah. I think most collectors realize I'm not necessarily in this for a loss. Now, I think the unpopular um, opinion that I've put out, but I think is completely honest, it's not the collector mindset that it benefits, it's the retailer mind, the retailer that it benefits. So I, and again, total transparency, I ended up buying 14 of these bricks and all of them I sold via pre-sale, all of them. So. It, as, a, as, a, as a retailer, you're in a position to do that because then you get all of these that you're going to sell later on down the road. I sold all the I sold all these at a loss because I knew it was going to make it up on the back end with the hollows. The average collector is not going to do that. Bottom line, they're just not. Yeah, right. They're not. So I was I so was going actually... back to oh, so going back to the OPC thing. Um, I think the reason why people, and this is just my opinion, I could be wrong, but I, I think the reason why people, you know, really um, had an outcry about OPC is it's, it's kind of just out of character for them, I guess. Mm -hmm. 
Mm-hmm. Um, no, I guess it is out of character. Yeah. Do you think? Do you think honestly, be, being a businessman as well, do you think it's the fact that they figured, hey, our OPC drops aren't selling out in like two hours like they used to last year? For example, and now it's taking them days, or even like right now they just sold out of the Pharaohs, and it took them a week to sell out of the Pharaohs. Like, do you think that they're like, hey, we have to figure out a way to sell these out because we're need to recoup the money, and you know keep the hype brand going. So do you think that that's why they created this um, gilded program, buy a brick, get an option to buy a gilded, because they're lo- they're not making their money back fast enough. I think they dug a simple little hole from the very beginning by having their deck so cheap to begin with. I mean, OPC had a, has a very strong back and a very strong following, um, obviously because of the outcry that came about when they initially killed the program. I think if, you know, it, there's a big difference in selling one deck for $9 compared to $11. Do I think they could have sold those very decks back then for 11 as opposed to 9 Yes. Absolutely. Mm. So that's $2 times, you know, 3,000 decks. That's a little bit more margin. And 11 and let's be realistic here, 11 is still a very, very low price point for a brand such as OPC. But I think because they have $9, $9, $9, okay, now they realize maybe these we, we can make a squeeze a little money out of that turnip. Uh, maybe here, I, I'll get to the, the, the speed in which stuff sells because I, I have an interesting take on that. I've talked to you know Brenda and a, a few other people, so we'll get back to that. But um, I think, yeah, they realize it's a way to put themselves in a better financial position. But again, I think anytime you equate, and it, it kind of just the original reading of the first post, um, we want to reward our strongest supporters. Strongest support equals financial backing. Right now, most of my demographic, let's be realistic, ranges between 15 and 19 not the strongest financial situation yeah yeah (laughs) so i think i think that being said i I think if it was like even if just a random draw hey if we're going to sell these bricks and we're going to have 100 200 300 500 gilded x whatever then at least the playing field is level you you don't want it to just cater to the ones who happen to throw the most money at the items right um and that that's just how I feel about it. I mean, do I, I've met the OPC team. Great people. Love them. Um, it's just the outcry I don't think was unwarranted. I'll put it that way. Yeah, and I, I you know, I they were my first deck that wasn't Theory 11 or Bicycle. Like, I didn't yeah. know who they were. I saw a Facebook ad for this banana deck. I'm like, sure, I'll get one. So yeah. I've been with them from day one. I don't buy bricks. I don't even buy half bricks anymore because I don't need – all of those decks sitting around. So yeah. when he said that, that uh, their main supporters are who spend the most money, I'm like, wait, dude, what? what yeah. What are you talking about? Because I try to make the point that I know, I know like 80 to 90% of their following are kids. Yeah. Oh, absolutely. And that's well, why I think it was a little um, maybe misguided. Again, I don't want to speak too harsh because they are, you know, very much guys, but right. Yeah, when the primary demographic, generally speaking, are unemployed, <laughs> it's it's tough to you know send that message to that type of demographic. Yeah, 
And I mean, we even said it on the last podcast, like we were saying, most kids are doing cardistry nowadays are the younger sure. teenage kids who spend their time. They don't have a job. They don't have families. You know, they're not married, don't have kids. So they can just go to school, come home and they're working on moves and they're going to use cardistry decks. And of course, we all know sure. OPC is great for cardistry because of the colors. So we, Dan, I even said it like kids aren't don't have disposable income. Because they're getting, you know, money, whether I don't know if kids do chores nowadays, you know, because who knows what kids do nowadays. They set, they set up discords <laughs> for their dads. Exactly. <laughs> now, now, now we have to let Max and Ruby know, hey, get paid for it. I'm sorry. Right. <laughs> be like, they get to live under my roof. That's what they, right. that's how they get paid. Um, keep the internet flowing. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. No, but it's just, it's just like. The younger kids, they don't have that income. And for them to ask, you know, sometimes I know for myself, for example, mm -hmm. I came from a very low income family. And back in the day, I could never ask my mom for like 10 bucks because that's a lot of money back then, you know. And even nowadays, $10 is a lot, you know, for my, myself or in general for anybody, just for a deck of cards, for example, you know. Right. So it's like ask your parents for almost $100 for decks of cards. Like, are you kidding me? Yeah. It just it made no sense. Yeah, and even if they do manage to get all that brick, which it, there should be no problem, trying to unload that, yeah. the, the, the remaining 11 decks, that's not necessarily an easy task. Who, you know, we have we buy like tons of boxes. We have a scale. We have we have the the ways and the means. Uh, I would guarantee not everyone does. I mean, sure it, it, they do it, but to do it on a scale where you're repeating at 10 times, um, yeah, not not the 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 best situation i think right i would i would rather i would rather miss out on the deck on just a drop yeah if i miss a deck on a drop oh well i'm okay that's, with it because it's a luck of the draw yeah, yeah exactly. that's always been mindset i would yeah. and hey i everyone's been there everyone has missed drops yes. and I, i've never really been upset about missing a drop it's like wasn't my day you know yeah. you win some you lose some that's life exactly uh, never got upset never you know went on a tirade or rampage it's just I didn't get it. Today is not my day. Yeah. I'll have to get one after market. Period. That's you know end of discussion. So yep. if I can get them, fantastic. If I can't, hey, that's like um, it's like trying to get radio hit tickets back in the day. Like <laughs> you either get them or you know they're gone in twenty seconds or you don't get them and yep. then you pay through the nose because you want you want it. I think that's the same type of mindset that applies. If you can get them at the drop, awesome. If you can't, hey man, if you want to go, you're gonna have to pay yeah yeah it's just it's just honestly and like you like we all said it's like i think the way they went about it and the way they already set themselves in the community as being community first and the way they've always presented themselves and then to go in this route it almost felt like a, a pure slap in the face to the community like hey you touted yourself as being for the community and mm -hmm. then you did this and it's just like okay now are we seeing your true colors or was this a little bump in the road you know that's I mean, granted, I mean, OPC is a business. And at the end of the day, a business sure. needs, as you know, a business needs to make money to sustain itself and to continue to grow. So it's like, what is Oh, no, it, it doesn't. At least not for the first year. No. <laughs> Don't use my model. <laughs> <laughs> Profitability? What? what? No, no. I mean, you're absolutely right. I, you know, rather if it's a, a true colors or just a bump in the road, I would say 99%. It, it's, it has to be a bump on the road. It has to be. Um, they just hold so much respect. I mean, they're, we've, I've talked about this with Brenda. Um, we've seen certain designers where 
at the very beginning, and I'm probably treading on another controversial topic here or something that's going to open a can down the road, but there's been, I think if you look at the community and the different designers that kind of play and made their name, there's some that, you know, it was never about, it was, it was about the cards. And then gradually over time, it went from about the cards, about the cards. Hey, we're doing pretty darn well. And man, we're making some good money. And that's like, it, clearly it's, it's, it's about the money. Mm-hmm. And I don't think there's a list of people that where I don't feel it's ever been that way. I mean, Chris Brown comes immediately to mind. Why? He's not dropping a deck every other couple months. When he's printing deck, it's at a great price point. And there's plenty for everybody. Never really had the the brick paywall that people call. Even even the Aesops, if you really wanted one, you were able to get your hands on one yeah. pretty yeah. cheaply. The parallels might, were might able have to been have cheaply. Aesops <laughs> might have might have, come, might have come ding, but you got one. But you know what? I mean, even, you know what? You, you if you ta- contacted Chris, he would have fixed it for you. Yes, that's true. That is true. Yeah. That's true. And even I, I think that even the one that came closest to be the most difficult, that the Cardistry Con one, I think he even still had a drop separate later for the Cardistry Con decks and even the ones like Without the Seal. But I don't think, you know, him, he's when it comes to mind as far as never really crossed the line to, he's always stayed in the, it's always been about the cards. Yeah. It's always been about the cards. Uh, Luke Wade is another one that comes to mind. It's always been about the cards. Uh, yeah. Home 17, I think Now, granted, I know some of the decks can be a little pricey down the road, and I know the other Patreon, but again, when you're doing something like this, like, this is not a cash grab at all. No. I mean, it's a great deck and 10 bucks. So, and there, and then there are some, and I'm not going to name names, I'll leave that for speculation, where it's gradually went from cards, cards to, let's see how, how much milk we can get out of this cow. Yeah. 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 Unfortunately. <laughs> and then also, that leads also to like the whole. We were talking about this, again. We were talking about this last week. Like the whole people end up becoming like the negativity in the in the community. Like all of a sudden, it becomes like the ego, the egos, and the you know, oh, they go to their head, their inflated head. You know, it's like really, this is just for the end of the day. Like for like what you said, the way you really started SoCal playing cards was you were a collector and you wanted to do a better job shipping decks, so you created the store. And this is just a hobby for almost everybody in this in this community. It's all a hobby. We all have right. our own day jobs. We all, you know, either school or day jobs, and this is what we collect. But then there's others in this community that take it a little bit too seriously, in my opinion. And yeah. next thing you know, it's like this negativity comes into involved. And then there's these people that actually berate and, you know, just talk so negatively about other people in this community. And for no reason. It's just 52 pieces of paper, in my opinion. Yeah. There's... I think you look at any community at all, but we can talk about the weather in sports or work or <laughs> mm. musicianship. There's going to be people who are relatively down to earth and who are there just for the good of the community. And then there's some that, yeah, if you look, you look at, um, they talk about things like the 97 Yankees. They all hated each other. Yeah. <laughs> so there's always going to be the element of, you know, some sort of toxicity, but they managed to come together for the good of that team. So I think any community or any group, you're going to have that element where there's going to be someone who's just, I don't want to say a bad seed, but for lack of a better term, someone who's just negative overall. Um, and I've, I've dealt with that. 
you know, occasionally from time to time, that's fine. You know, I, I know it comes with the territory and, you know, people, you know, send me messages like, oh, you think you're a big shot? No, I, I have a day job. And if I wanted to pull the plug in the store, it'd be no regrets. I think we've accomplished everything that we wanted to do. We're still accomplishing everything we, we wanted to do as far as the store is concerned, which is to have a nice selection of cards at a very affordable price point. Um, all the new stuff that comes out, generally like Murphy's Magic, we never mark anything up. We only mark it down if we can, period. Uh, look at the Anyone's. I sell all the Anyone's that I get from Rob cheaper than because Anyone charges 10 bucks a pop. So you're paying for one deck of cards, $28 from Anyone. Even if I sell it at $20, you're still only paying $20, $25.25 $25, cheaper right. than anyone for yeah. a single deck. And it, we that's just what we want to do. And people tell me that you're crazy and you can charge twice as much. Yeah, of course we charge twice as much. But again, I think of my primary demographic. Yeah. <laughs> it's yeah. 15 yeah. to 19 who are generally unemployed. So we have to do what we can to make sure um, – that we're doing everything cheaply. Um, I go. Employ their students. Well, that's <laughs> but okay. Let me rephrase that. They don't have a uh, reliable stream of income. Let's they're, put it that they're, way. They're 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 interns. Excuse <laughs> <laughs> me. They're not employed. They're just they're yeah. They're they're students. They got other things to worry about. Go mow a yeah. lawn. No. <laughs> What's a lawn? Like. Like a teacher in my room, God. Yeah. <laughs> I was gonna say, what is a lawn? I live yeah, in New don't. York. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> um, I totally forgot where we're at with that one. <laughs> <laughs> you know, it's funny. I wouldn't come back on something you said. Um, you mentioned about how you know the period of time that it took for OPC to sell out of the Pharaohs. Yeah. Uh, I had a I just, my take on that. I know some people put a tremendous amount of stock in how quickly something sells out or doesn't sell out. And I've always thought that was a really fascinating, um, it was really fascinating and interesting because like, you know, like for example, Fontaine's sell out in four hours. So like they didn't sell out in 10 minutes. What's wrong? The, the brand is going completely downhill. The bottom line is it's sold out. <laughs> so, yeah. I mean, my deck for all intents and purposes sold out. It took, two years, but it sold out and I'll, I'll take it. Um, I, I just never was a fan of gauging how fast something sells out, whether it be four minutes, 40 minutes or four hours, because at the end of the day, they put out a deck at a big print run and they sold them all and they're all, yeah. they're all gone. I mean, it's an interesting, it's interesting to gauge when something sells out, you know, five minutes. But I, I never understood where people want to equate like a five-hour time frame with almost like failure. <laughs> it's what they, yeah. The way it almost reads sometimes. I think it's more of like, especially nowadays, especially for the younger generation, it's more of the quick satisfaction, gratification. Like they want it quick. They want to know, okay, it's sold fast. Oh, it must be great. Got to get it. Mm -hmm. You know, and that's why. And then all of a sudden now it's like, hey, sold out a week later. Most kids nowadays are like, wait, it's sold out. It's losing hype brand. Let's change hype brands. <laughs> you know, it's like, like you said, it sells out. It sells out. But yeah, I mean, let's put it this way: the um, the first Hollow Gilded deck, it's still available, right? Oh yeah, yeah. There's tons oh, yeah. of them. Does that mean that deck's a failure? Not at all. It's 
awesome. Probably made too many, but I wouldn't equate that with being, you know, not desirable or a substandard. Right. I, 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 you know, I, I, I just think sellout terms is always funny. Yeah, right. I, I took I took his what I think he made like five thousand of those hollow gilded decks. I took it like he wanted to be a Chris Brown approach, where I'm going to make sure everybody can get it, and I printed so many, so I can only charge thirty. So I took it as a he wanted to make sure everybody got yeah. his decks. Yeah. See, but or again, nobody ever says that about Chris Brown. No, no, they don't. Like I, I, I think it's because that's not his mind. It's never been his mindset. He said, you know, like Orbit is a pillar in the community for his cardistry decks. Everybody can get them from yep. the 10 year old down the street all the way up to however old you want to be, you know, like he wants, cool. he wants people to have his decks. And that, that's, I think always why we don't really judge him on that. Cause I think he's always set that. Yeah. I'm especially, not a hype brand. I am orbit. That's who I am. Yeah. I'm orbit. Especially the recent, I mean, if you go into the V ones, you're paying like what, how much is it going now with the V ones for orbits are like what? $400 a pop now. Just about, yeah. I think yeah. we sold. We had the whole set minus just a couple of them. Uh, it was one through eight, and then the two parallels, and all of them for a thousand. I, I looked at mine yeah. up on my shelf, going, "Damn, that's tempting, but not really. <laughs> <laughs> but maybe." <laughs> Someone once uh, we got one message and again. Everyone for the most part has been really, really positive about the store. Uh, someone did though ask, you know, the auctions. How you know is that sort of a cash grab living? Here, here's the funny thing about the auctions and Mrs. Cortez, who's putting clothes away in, in my closet behind me. <laughs> <laughs> the auctions are a funny thing because most people think that it's all my stuff. It's not. Um, 90% of everything on the auctions is not mine. So that's why we auction it off because that's what, uh, what's what my partners want to do. Um, now, granted, we have sad stuff for, you know, regular consignment, but the auctions, I just don't have a lot of stuff to auction. It's more other people sending me their stuff. Hey, this is why we're going to auction it. Because people are like, why don't you just sell it? That, that's messed up. Why don't you just sell it? At, you know, whoever gets it, gets it. I'm like, that's yeah. not what my partners yeah. want to do. I love the fact that you consignment your auctions because it gives people a yep. different platform and uh, all your customers get eyes on it. On something that maybe they're looking for that you know they can get without the ebay pricing you know yeah, we love fees. hearing that we yeah. love hearing that uh man you don't know how long i've been looking for this deck and we've had some just stupid crazy decks for the auctions uh, i know later we're going to have an og jerry uh on the auction mm -hmm. block and it's not the first one we've had we've actually had like three or four of them we've we've auctioned off a gold carrot we've auctioned off um that crown edition number 17 and we've auctioned yep. off some just ridiculous stuff we've auctioned off the fontaine poker set um yeah. man if you look at all of the the great decks that have been released through you know card i don't want to say like all card collecting time but we've had a pretty damn good selection of stuff yeah. available on the auction block you have i mean I've, yeah. I've actually been very lucky i won two of your auctions um the one that That's i'm right. actually the one that I'm actually very proud of of getting is actually the original Blue Seal Ohio um, bicycle decks, the red and blue. Um, those, nice. are, right. to me, those were the most special because those were the decks I used with my grandfather, who I say is, I always say is my father. We used to play cards, and those were the cards that we always used. So for me, it's more nostalgic, and that's mm -hmm. you know those are the things that I was like, oh my god, I had to get it. So that's cool. 
yeah that was just like i now i have it it's literally on my shelf over there standing there with you know next to my grandfather's picture and you know some other nice. little memorabilia yeah. of my of my grandfather right on my shelf right here you know because those are that's the, cool it's it's my memories it's my dad i like to say so that's why i cherish that that's really cool and it's it's stuff like that that comes back to us where we're like that's why we do what we do yeah and you never think like okay a deck of playing cards brings back all these memories for me but i remember literally coming home from school going to my grandfather's house who lived in the same building as my mom and i and I would just go to his apartment, and all we did after I finished my homework, granted, he never knew English, but he made sure I got my homework done, and we would play cards until my mom came home. And nice. we, would just, we would just sit there, play cards, play bridge, or play canasta or something, whatever it was called, and just nonstop. Yeah. That's cool. That's really cool. I like that. Yeah, and just like cards bring so many memories back. It's just, yeah. Yeah. Oh, you know, sure. Yeah. Uh, um, as far as uh, – brand selling out what what it, i think it kind of translates to the kickstarter thing too where oh i funded in five minutes like yeah. they, they have to like <laughs> advertise that you know and and it drives me nuts like i i funded the last two hours of my first project i'm more proud of that than if i funded in first five minutes because i needed two grand and i got two grand in two hours in the la final two hours of that project like that to me was just like because the community kind of came together Brad i remember Fulton, that yeah and, you know and, and like i'm like psh, you funded in five minutes. I funded with five minutes left to go. <laughs> that was a push. I remember that was yeah. that was a big deal because there, uh, I'm sure there were quite a few people who looked at the clock and then looked at the dollar amount there's many like, yep. doesn't look good. And then it's one of those last ditch efforts. And I remember the messages that were going out from you know a multitude of individuals. And mm -hmm. so yeah, that is something to look at. Uh, it's something to be proud of because that that was a close one. Yeah, it was. But then you're you're <laughs> absolutely right where. I've seen some where they put up this paltry goal and then they're 25 times past that amount in 34 minutes. I mean, yeah, you have, of course you funded. That's a, yeah. I think everybody in the Sunday was going to fund in like five minutes. So I don't, I'm not going to say it's not an accomplishment, but I mean, we all knew, you know, we all knew Lord, it either. We all knew Lord of the Rings was going to fund within the first five minutes, no matter what. Yeah. yeah oh, that was a no brainer. That was no brainer. brainer. I mean, there's I, way too much of a, a, a following there, and there's some that are like the, yeah. uh, uh, um, yeah, who the, um, not Stockholm Seventeen, um, not Low Trek, maybe just Third Way, 17. Third Way, Third Way, Third Way. I always, get, yeah, 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 but yeah, same thing. I mean, not, again, it's not that it's not an accomplishment. It's just, yeah, yeah, like, dude, duh. it's a slam dunk, buddy. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. 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 I mean, I'm not even a, I'm not even a Lord of the Rings fan, and I backed for a couple decks of you know Jackson's Lord of the so, Rings. You know decks. what? Same, Same here. here. Never read them. Yeah. Never saw them. But either. But I mean, his deck and the uncut sheet and the gilded deck package was what? What? Sixty five bucks? I'm like, how how could you not? Yeah. Yeah. I don't know. So. Yeah. I mean, I'm a, I'm a I'm a third way fan, so I have a lot of third way decks. But you know, for me, I'm like, okay, you know, you're gonna fun, so. What I I've been seeing, especially these bigger com these bigger names in the community, they'll do a Kickstarter, but instead of doing a thirty day Kickstarter, they're doing like fifteen day Kickstarter, because they know they're gonna fund within the first hour. So why wait thirty days to get the money? Yeah, get it in two weeks. You know, yeah, whereas Jetstarter, uh, I think Jetstarter does. That. I think they only run ten day campaigns, don't they? Jetstarter or uh, uh, Jetstarter? Uh, no, I think he did a fifteen day. Is it fifteen? 
Yeah, he somebody does a ten. I'm trying to remember what it is now. No, it was, I think it was a fifteen day because I I backed it. So I'm like, and I just funded today or yesterday. I yeah, yesterday. What, yeah. So, which is kind of funny, because I'm like he he was like, oh yeah, let's put out two more decks. I'm like, Dan and I were like, wait, he just fulfilled one, <laughs> and we're like. <laughs> We're getting another one. We're like, really? Like, okay. Because <laughs> well, well, you know, I, I, I love Paul. I think Paul's yeah. an amazing sweetheart. I think he's an amazing person, great guy yeah. in the community. But I just was like, back to back, I was just like, I wasn't ready for this. And I mean, his last year when he did the orange edition, the orange and silver, I backed for like, I did like a $200 back because I, I was probably that, that campaign took forever. Ever. I know he had a lot of problems, but yeah. man, and I know yeah. that's probably why he jumped on the train to do the next one so quickly because that it's last true. one was just like, oh my god. <laughs> yeah, yeah, the orange and silver. I, mine don't even have a layer of dust on them yet, so yeah, it was pretty yeah. quick for them to yeah. have another campaign. Yeah, I'm just like, holy <laughs> shit, another one already. So I'm just like, okay, fine, sure, but I'm not going in. I'm not going to spend that much money anymore. I'm going to, you know, scale back a little bit. You know, because yeah. I mean, because nowadays there's so many for my I can speak for myself, maybe probably Dan as well. You know, there are so many smaller friends of ours that are putting out decks or creating a deck that we would love to support them if we can. If we like the deck, sure. of course, of course, we're not going to spend money if we don't like the deck. But if we like the deck and they're friends of ours, of course, we want to help out. Um, so that's what that's what I'm trying to do personally. And my biggest, I would say not gripe, but more like. Why do they do this? Why are these bigger companies going on to Kickstarter? Jackson with the Lord of the Rings, I get it because he's working with the estate. 100% get. Yeah, probably wants more advertisement you know, to reach more of the Lord of the Ring fans. Exactly. You know, not just exactly. us, us exactly. only playing card guys. Exactly. <laughs> but then you have people like, for example, like Riffle Shuffle or, you know, Knock. Why are they going on Kickstarter? And because they can self-fulfill. Like, for example, Orbit, Chris Brown, he self-funds. He knows he's going to sell. He'll self-fund. Yep. Does the web press? Does what? Like ten thousand decks? Bless him. Twenty-five thousand, I think. Right. All right. Excuse that me. They all feel great. They feel great yeah. all the time. Yeah, but it's like, why do these? Why should a bigger company go on Kickstarter? You know, like it. If you know you're going to fund and you have the money, why? Makes I don't. I don't know why. I don't. I just don't get it. I. I can see why people do Kickstarter. Again, Kickstarter scares me, you know, one, because of failed. I just, I can't show my face around this town again, you know? <laughs> but um, it, just the, the cut that they take kind of, I think the money can be better served elsewhere. That's just my opinion. I know a lot yeah. of people rely on Kickstarter because it is a huge gamble. Again, we've, we've talked about that before. Yeah. But uh, for me, I, I just don't know if I can go that route. I'd rather just self-fund it and hope for the best. So, yeah. Probably going to look at that again, maybe uh, depending on, you know, if we ever get to a final design. Because, again, if it's something where I'm like, dude, no brainer, then we'll put it out there. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I think, honestly, for you, if you did your SoCal V2 on Kickstarter, I think the community will back you 100%. And I think, you know, knock on wood, it would fund um, because it's more of the fact that people respect you and like who you are. So they want to help you. Granted, but you know they could like yeah, me a lot. If, you don't, if, the deck, yeah. if the deck was like crap, they're not going to buy. <laughs> yeah, if you if you can avoid those what fifteen percent fees, then uh, you should yeah. go ahead and avoid those fees. <laughs> something yeah. something I'm about to learn as we're putting out our Kickstarter very soon, in like a week. Yeah, yeah actually next Sunday. Holy shit! Just realized. And you know the the thing that worries me about Kickstarter, like I think it goes with the, the what the world's going through right now is there's a lot of campaigns that are not 
funding. You of course you get your big guys that are, but like sure. a yeah. lot of people are kind of eh, either yeah. the money thing or a couple of campaigns haven't fulfilled, and it's been over a year, and it's kind of scaring some people. That's that's yeah. something that yeah I didn't think about, but there have been. I've been there's a couple that I know were yeah yeah nothing showed up and that that kind of sucks and it wasn't and they, like yeah. these were small amounts that we put down either again um sometimes when you back a kickstarter they're sometimes a better rates than wholesale so you know you plop down a nice chunk of change looking for a nice return and it's not going that's, to happen yeah, yeah. that's a shame <laughs> it is a big shame i mean but like i said i think kickstarter is a great idea for smaller creators um, so that way they can, you know, put their artwork out there, get their names out there, at least yeah. do something, you know, like Dan. I mean, as he's, you know, trying to look all innocent and cute yeah. there. <laughs> well, Danny, how did it feel? Because I know the first one you talked about that is, you know, kind of a, a last minute ditch effort. But the second yeah. one, that was that one funded pretty yeah. quickly, if I recall well, correctly. Within two weeks, something like that. And yeah, it I'll, I'll tell you, lessons learned on that campaign. I mean, COVID and the supply issues hit me hard. I took a loss. In oh, the man. end, yeah, I, I mean, remember well, yeah, reading that. Yeah, yeah, but I mean, you know, the the website saved me. So, um, but I mean, definitely lessons learned. I'll tell you that. <laughs> I think there's a lot of that. Any, anytime you talk about business or any sort of retail environment or anytime you have some sort of project, yeah, there's there's a ton of lessons learned. If I could yep. take what I know now and start it from day one, oh my god, it'd be a much different feel as far as the store is concerned. Uh, but we, I, I think, what's good for us is right now. Um, again, there was a time where I was ready to pull the plug, but right now I feel like I'm hungry again. And do you I'm think in a mode where we can grow even further and take on more fulfillment? That's what I was about um, to ask. Do you think, do you think the fulfillment aspect has helped you gain that like hunger and gain that like joy of having the store again? Like, do you think fulfillment has helped you? Yeah, absolutely. Um, when we got one project, and it was about 190 backers. And we knocked it out in literally two days. Wow. And, you know, Brenda and my daughter, you know, knocked out the ones, twos, and threes, and I took care of everything, you know, four or more. It was done like two days flat. I mean, the fact that, and most of your Kickstarters kind of are in that 100, 125, mm -hmm. 200, you know, 225, 250 at the most. So the fact that we knocked out a respectable size Kickstarter in just a couple of days that was a really really good feeling like because we were a little nervous and we've never really done fulfillment before but someone reached out to us kind of as a as an emergency situation so we agreed to take it and it ended up being a very very good experience not not only for us but for our you know our fulfillment partner who reached out to us because even he was a little nervous about the way things shook down so the fact that we got everything out within three days essentially without a hitch i mean that was a it was a huge boost of confidence for us um then we had ink beast <laughs> which that was an enormous project yeah um not gonna say we knocked it out that fast um again the one twos and threes knocked those out quick brenda max yep. ruby boom they yeah, they got it took forever to no get problem. these man <laughs> <laughs> what we learned uh, about ink beast and I can share this because I know Jamie and I, you know, spoke all the time. Oh, we the, all the love cases, Jamie. Oh. The cases, anything that had the case was very difficult and cumbersome just to pack together because the, the case was the T. So yeah. it wasn't like a carrot case. It was flat. I mean, this thing was was bulky. So from a packing standpoint, and then people were adding like, 
I think we had one order where it was three tea cases and like three and a half bricks, you know, to have all the bricks. I'm like, I don't even have a box to pack this thing. <laughs> How the hell am I going to do that? So even, you know, anything with the one of the cases is a little, a little tricky. I don't want to say we were slow. It's just by nature time consuming trying to pack stuff, you yeah. know, with the cases. Because then we want the, you know, the decks in the case and we got to repack it back up and then try to figure out how we're going to use enough bubble wrap to get everything all situated in there. And then if you want like three bricks on top of that, how are we going to position all that together? So it wasn't that it, it, we were intentionally slow. It just, it was 700 backers anyway. I mean, that yeah. was a, Jeez. that was an enormous Kickstarter by, I think anybody stretching imagination, but uh, the tea cases were a little bit of an experience just because it's, uh, it was a little tricky to get stuff packed in there when, half of the case is sticking straight up from the uh, the rest of it. <laughs> well, I know, you know, I, I, even then it was still, if you compare yourself to like Art of Play or Gamblers, it was, or Murphy's even, it was still a very quick turnaround. Yeah. To what those guys can probably do. It, it made us feel good hearing that, but uh, internally I was like, okay, now looking back, I'm like, if we would have done it, you know, this, this, and this, you're always mm. looking to fine tune it. I mean, you never want to sit back and say, okay, that was perfect, fine, move on. No, no, no. You want to, anytime we complete something, we want to look back and say, okay, here's what we did right. Here's what I liked. Here's what we probably could have done differently. How can we do it differently next time? Now, I doubt we're going to have to deal with tea cases ever yeah, again. Right. <laughs> but if this situation presents itself, what do we, how are we going to do that? So it's a little bit easier to pack compared to how we did it beforehand. Because, you know, the first couple of ones, it was, kind of like trial and error. I think we packed the first order of the tea case, you know, three or four times over trying to figure out, you know, how are we going to use the least amount of bubble wrap, but still have a protective. Cause again, the bubble wrap, if you're putting like 12 sheets of wrap and that's a buck 20, just in bubble wrap, you know, yeah. and those are all the little things you've got to look at. It's not just how much does it cost to ship, you know, each sheet of wrap is 10 cents. And then the box is 78 cents or a dollar 10, depending on how big the box is. Mm -hmm. And then all those little things add up. Um, so, and that's that's what we try to do. I, I've talked to some people when they ask about our fulfillment. It's like we're not we're not going to be the cheapest because you know I don't want to use I like using the stuff that we use. Yeah. And those indestructible boxes, they're awesome. Yeah, they are. They're a little more expensive. <laughs> so, mm. just just by design, the way we pack, it's not we're not going to be the cheapest, but we're not going to be the most expensive. And I think part of the appeal is, you know, we don't have any differentiation or differentiation between how we pack fulfillment stuff compared to how we pack our normal stuff anyway. There's no difference other than the DS1 being missing. But I, I do leave that as an option that I right. have let people know, hey, it's an option if you really, really want it. But, you know, naturally the DS1s, they're not free <laughs> yeah, yeah yeah exactly no, but i mean definitely. when 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 you know like when i reached out to to inquire about your services like i know you know i didn't know your pricing yet and but i i know i'm reaching out to you because i like the way you guys handle your packaging and everything like mm -hmm. that and yeah you're not the cheapest but you're not the most expensive but i know what i'm getting you know yep, like right. with, with gamblers my stuff could get like freshman year got there and they sat on it for a month before they even began to ship stuff like that was a little irritating. Now, you know, mm -hmm. if it takes you a couple of weeks, that's fine because I know, one, you'll respond to my messages. <laughs> Two, I know the quality I'm getting from you, you know, and mm -hmm. I think that that goes a long way because you already have that history with your store. 
funny thing about fulfillment, though, is I always tell people, or I try to tell people, there's always an incentive for us to try to get it out as quickly as possible for you. Yeah. Why? Because we don't have a warehouse. When yeah. we have boxes, <laughs> it's literally behind our couch. <laughs> so it's, it's, we have to get it out of our house. I yeah, mean, get this so crap it, out of here. <laughs> we, we can't have it sit there for a month because it's literally by a treadmill in our back room by our couch. So what are those boxes back there? Like, yeah, we gotta, we gotta get this stuff out of here. Yeah. Exactly. So that's little, that's so, our incentive to try to get it out is because, you know, we, we don't have a warehouse. So literally once it's in, you know, Brendan and the kids know that it's time to, time to work. We gotta, we gotta work so we can get these products out. Cause that's what you're, that's what you reach out to us for, not to mm-hmm. have it sit for a month and like, ah, we'll, we'll get to it when we, uh, when we get to yeah. it. No, it doesn't work that way. No. No, I mean, it makes sense. And I think, do you think, and I think it's a great thing that you're doing, um, but lost train of thought. Okay. Do you think moving forward, fulfillment might become a bigger portion of your business versus card selling? We're going to be pretty picky um we know that we're going to be in a, there's a certain sweet spot i think that we kind of fit in if there's a kickstarter from like 100 to maybe 300 that's probably the sweet spot as long as it doesn't have like a lot of the the big stuff like uh tremendous amount of cases now ink beast was fine we knew what we were signing up for that's fine not that i wouldn't do it again it just i think we're tailor-made for if it's just decks I think that's a huge sweet spot. And it doesn't matter what the number is. If it's just decks, um, I can probably pack a brick faster than I could pack three decks. And I already know in my head, it's you take a brick, three sheets of the big bubble wrap, take one sheet, cut it in half, fold it, it goes in both ends, six by four by three, tape it, done. It's, it's that, for me, I'm like, it's that simple. So a brick of cards, and I pack nine, was it nine, 10, or a brick? And if you really want to, you could probably do 15 if you put three on top, and it'll still be just as protected. Um, so if it's just decks, it's easy peasy. It's easy. It's yeah. easy. Down to a science. <laughs> we, we've. It's funny because on pirate ship, it has all of the packages listed out. Like I don't have to, I don't have to type anything. It's like oh, it's nine decks, twelve decks, <laughs> yep, four decks. And that's yeah. We try to. I joke, we work very hard and not trying to work hard, you know, so usually we try to streamline and mm-hmm. have everything automated as much as possible because that just gives more time and flexibility to do other things. Yeah. yeah. So, so with, with like Ink Beast, not only did you have the tea cases, you had three separate decks, you had the coin, the half brick boxes that like you had a lot going on, right? Yeah. I would assume. Yeah. So we set it up. It was kind of neat how we set it up. I, I think I posted a picture once, but we had it staged and it was funny because we have a sectional couch. And the sectional couch is perfect. We had coins here, stickers here, uh, <laughs> Anatomica, Alterna. And then we had uh, the, the minis, the dark editions. Then we had collector, collector gilded, gold, gold gilded. And I think that's all. Yeah, that's all. There were six yeah. of them. Yeah. So we, we staged it, and then we did even trial runs to make sure that we were set up correctly. And that's when our entire kitchen basically became a fulfillment center. <laughs> and yeah, I think it was about a week and a half when it was all done. But yeah, the first ones, the one through threes, I think Brendan Brendan knocked that out. I think by herself. I think it was three hundred boxes she did in like two days. I mean, she's just Jeez. a machine, machine when it comes to that. She's fast. She's really, really good. 
but everything that was beyond that, and then with the tea case, yeah, not not quite the speed that uh, <laughs> it has with the one through threes. Right. Exactly. It's, definitely, it's, it's definitely not a complaint. It's just kind of just the nature of trying to pack something that's yeah, you know, a little awkward. Yeah, I mean, I know I got my ink beast set really quickly. Yeah, I was completely satisfied with the speed. Yeah, like, well, that works. I, I we, we, but you know, us, us backers, we know you have a thousand backers to send stuff to. We know it's going to take you a little bit because I mean, it's a lot. Yeah. Well, it was funny because I think the first time he mentioned, we're like, yeah, we're all on board, and he's like, yeah, we're looking at maybe. I, I could be wrong, but he's like 175, 200 backers, maybe 300 at the most. And then we're tracking it. We're watching it. And the, 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 the bar keeps thinking larger, larger, larger. Bigger. And, and, you know, people are looking at, wow, he's, he's look at the dollar amount. I'm looking like, how many backers is he at now? Yeah. Oh, my God. <laughs> how many is that USA and Canada? You go, it's like 667. I'm like, okay, this is a – and then when they showed up, it was funny when the, when the boxes actually showed up. I think it took me like – 40 minutes just to get all the boxes from the garage, you know, into the house where we wanted to stage them. And it was Jeez. a lot of boxes. Jeez. I mean, I, it was I, fun, though. It was, I mean, it was a, it was a great service. I mean, I love the deck. Jamie did a great job. Jamie and his oh, it's art. Fantastic. It's a beautiful deck of cards. You know, I mean, Dan has that coin, which I'm very jealous about. Uh, that coin, coin is, is so awesome. Dope. Yeah. <laughs> kind of funny thing about the coin too is when we first got the coin, we weighed it and I'm like, this thing's heavy, which is yeah. tricky when you're dealing with one deck or two deck because that it weighed almost as much as you know a deck. So the problem that we had with the coin was that um, if you had two decks in the coin, it would actually kick it up into the next weight tier. Oof. Yeah. And so we we once I got the coin, I was like, um, we need to adjust how we're going <laughs> to do this. <laughs> but all in all, I mean, it's, it's I think it's good to have run a big project like that uh because then there's no doubt in my mind we can, we can do it again there's no doubt yeah. right yeah and i think more and more i think like you said you'll find that sweet spot you'll find the people that you want and you'll be selective and be picky about who you want to work with and i mean people will want to come back to you when they do kickstarter because the service that you provide which is a good thing yeah yeah people we already have a couple people already go ahead henry <laughs> The cool thing is we actually had a couple people that we did fulfillment for. We're already like, hey, we want to do this one. Are you in? I'm like, absolutely. Nice. Absolutely. Yeah, I was going to say, I put you, know, you can put Henry as your fulfillment, and people aren't going to go, Ugh, I don't no. know now. You know? <laughs> like gamblers? What? Yeah. Well, that's <laughs> why I did my uh, I did my, my last one myself, and I'll tell you, I'll never, uh, I enjoyed it, but I'm not doing that ever again. <laughs> <laughs> that was too much. No, but you also, you also but, had to but do I, was, soloing. I, I also had to hand solo everything, too. So, yeah that, yeah, that is a good point. Ooh, yeah. Yeah. Hand solo all the decks, then wrap everything, then ship everything by hand. It's like, okay. Oh, my God. Yeah. yeah and, then, was... and then the gilding. <laughs> Let's not even start with the gilding. Yeah. That so, took forever. Uh, yeah, it did. It, well, not, 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 not too bad. No, I mean, no. The gilder, no. gilder I used got, got my decks back in, like, four weeks, which was insanely fast. But yeah, I'll never fulfill yeah. again. No, no thanks. <laughs> and hopefully, junior year will get fulfilled by this guy down here. Yeah. Oh, Which, oh yeah. We'll, we'll see. We'll, we'll see we'll what see. happens with the project yeah. when we get there. Fingers crossed. We'll, we'll yeah. see. Well, on that note, Henry, I think we want to say thank you for joining us on the podcast. 
been a pleasure, guys. It, I really do appreciate it. Honestly, it's been an amazing time talking to you, talking shit about everything. Um, <laughs> that's just how we do here. <laughs> well, Henry, thank you again for joining us. Yeah, I appreciate it. Um, I'm going to steal a phrase from this guy. We gone. <laughs>